Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Lost of Lieutenant. I'm your host Kevin and on tonight's show I'm joined by fellow host Val. G'day Val and on tonight's show we have a very special guest, the winner of Novacore 2022, Lachlan Summer. Hey there. Good to have you on the show, Lachlan. Um, uh, so tonight we're going to get to know Lachlan um, um, and then pick his brain about Infinity and then discuss how he navigated his way to victory at Novacore. Um, and of course, what he thought of the event and uh, running the Deadly Avatar. But first, as always, we will check in with our hosts. So um, Val, I mean, I know it's only been a few days since we last spoke, but um, have you been up to anything Infinity-wise? Yes, I have, actually. Um... Quick plug, I will be featuring on the next Whip 12 episode, or our Whip 12 get episode up, Get off up. the show. Uh, get the fuck off the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I dropped that fucking What a bombshell. No, but, um, no, but basically, <laughs> I, I got to speak with Raymond about some more out, so that'll be coming up soon. Other than that, I'll be meeting up with some of the guys in Geelong. We've been talking about ECM, which is an event I'm sure we'll mention, and just getting ready to, for that. That's about it. Yeah, right. And uh, but no, no, no games happening since nah. you got back from Novacore. Take, taking a bit of a break. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, no games. No games. Now, and that's the same with myself. I've actually just moved house. Well, not even moved house. I'm, I'm. Uh, I've actually moved all of my stuff into storage, because um, I'm going away to Europe for three months in about three weeks' time. So I've had literally no time to do anything other than pack um, and recover well, recover from Novacore, uh, pack and and work. Uh, and I'm actually away away at work at the moment now over in the west of Victoria for, for a job. So fingers crossed the internet doesn't crap out, out here in the sticks. Um, but uh, and what about yourself, Lachlan? Have you been up to any Infinity since you got back from Novacore? Um, just mainly thinking about painting my Taskmaster so I can go back to um, Bakun and for a while, maybe after the Avatar Rage, um, <laughs> but I, I've just been thinking no. about it. I haven't actually put a paintbrush on it yet. So, was you um, were your uh, was your sort of first love the uh, Bakunin or Nomads? Definitely Nomads, and probably a Bakunin. I, I sort of uh, swap between thinking my my lo- most loved Nomads are um, Corregidor and Bakunin, but Bakunin probably wins out. Um, I, the first time I played um, top table at CanCon, I played Bakunin against Rory. So mm. yeah. Did you did you play that Imperial Service for a little while? Luckily? I did. I played I played um, Imperial Service and I played the just to try out the um, dreaded Shen trick, which everybody yeah. hated. The mad tricks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but. Um, I must must put out there that w- whenever I did that, I talked to my opponent about it and warned them exactly wh- what What's was happening. Ah, uh, yes, and uh, well, yeah. and actually asked them if they were okay with playing playing it because I wanted to see if it was as broken as people sort of thought it was. Um, yeah. and if they, if they seemed to feel funny about it, I just didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Now I did that one to Jacob, um, the fellow I fellow host Jacob once. And yeah, it was a it wasn't a friendly game, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a pleasant experience. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I definitely tried that trick as well. Mm. It's yeah. funny those things; they seem really broken, but then by the time you've got all the mechanics in place, sometimes it, yeah. it would have been better just to shoot it with a tag. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think that's a lot of things in in N three uh, those kind of boogeyman interactions that often just where away the bark was way worry was way worse than the bite. 
Yeah, definitely. Like in, if you think about it, in the single interaction in isolation, it seems really broken. But mm. when you put it in the context of a full game and how much setup it needs or whatever, mm. it's mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, but I guess yeah, it 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 triggered that one thing Infinity tries to avoid, and which is like a one sided situation where you can't really do anything fair. Yeah. Um. So it kind of makes it out really. You could dodge against that shin. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Could... Yeah. That's all you can do, right? You're kind of forced. Well, back then no. it was back then it was change face. So you just like stand on the spot, wouldn't you? No, I think I think no, versus the one trick, you could actually dodge. Because you you gained a line of fire when it shot at you, and you didn't have an ARO before it shot at you. Um, so you were in, was it? Yeah, Sorry. because because if you were in zone of control in smoke, you'd activate, and then all they could do is change face. But if you're outside zone of control with smoke, they couldn't see you, so they didn't get an ARO. And then when you shot at them, they could dodge on flats, not even with a, a negative. Oh, so it wasn't, yeah. really yeah. it wasn't oh. as bad as the Kodali within zone of control or the what's the Rushi? Um, the Rushi. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was the other trick. I thought I'm thinking of the other one where you put the smoke in the Shen in this N3, this extremely irrelevant. Shoot, uh, listen, fast forward 15 seconds. But the point is, the, you throw smoke in your Shen, you'd yeah. move, the Mad Trap would be out of the smoke, it would move. They could only, they have to react to the Mad Trap. So yeah, yeah they, they can only dodge. dodge in that case. And they then, can dodge against the mad trap. Yeah, yeah, they dodge against the mad trap, and then the Shen just pummels them with uh four dice uh for free. Yeah, but they'll dice. get the face to like. Yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, risk free, I guess. The yeah, it's just that the Shen couldn't die, basically. That's right. It's uh, the which is an awful dirty trick, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it it had limited application. Um, and it cost a lot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I'm, but I'm glad that a lot of those um, negative play interactions have disappeared in N4. So yeah, it's good. Sure. But um, the negative players are still here, so... That... <laughs> <laughs> no, what are you talking sorry, about? No, you, are, you, are most, you are the most positive Infinity player I've ever met. You're super positive. Uh, you're, not, you're not negative thanks, at all. I was, I was more having a dig at Lachlan, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, look, I'll take compliments. <laughs> if I fished a compliment out of that, I'll take it. Look, if you make me laugh, it's all good. <laughs> no, I'll remember that if I ever play you. Um, so we'll get we'll get through the just uh, some of the announcements for uh, before we get into the meat of the episode. Um, for those of you who are into our challenges, we're um, yep, like I say, we're like now on the three quarters of the way through uh, June, and it's uh, conveniently talking about avatars. We're talking about tag tag challenges this this uh, this month. So tag you're it. Um, so it's all about running tags. Uh, tags, tags, tags. Use tags in your games. Um, tell us what you think of them. Tell us if you think they're broken. Tell if you if you think they're underpowered. Um, tell us um, why you would include a tag in your list. Why wouldn't you include a tag in the list? And also, how would you deal with a tag if you were faced against a, a tournament? Um, so as always, write in your um, responses to us at lossoflieutenant at gmail.com. Uh, shoot it in a Google Doc. Um, pictures uh, and or video um, entrance are also super welcome. Um, really helps uh, bring it all together. And a random winner will be decided at the end of the month to win a blister of their choice from Toy Soldier Imports. Um, Val, did you have anything else you want to say about that? I know we've mentioned it in the last episode. Yeah, depending when the uh, episode drops, but we have a tournament in Geelong, which is encouraging tags. It's uh, basically in uh, Armory, Annihilation, Deadly Dance are the three missions, and yeah, we're encouraging tags 
Um, and hopefully if this episode drops and you hear it and you have nothing to do on Sunday the 26th, come on down. Yeah, so that's, um, what's it, what's the name of the event? Uh, it's a called uh, codename New Blood and it's in uh, Throw the Dice in Geelong. New Blood. Does that have any meaning except that it's... Uh... Yeah, it's being run by uh, some of the locals, uh, basically because I've moved away from uh, Geelong. I'm taking less responsibility uh, of the scene just because I'm not living there so it's a bit hard so we're just getting some uh, new tos in there trying to pass the uh the lantern a little bit oh cool so who's who's running it there uh it'll be this uh this one will probably be either wade or uh josh it'll be me but with wade and josh helping out sort of deal and getting a feel for it josh which one's josh uh josh l he plays tunguska begrudgingly and he also <laughs> plays uh, military <laughs> orders he's picked up military orders just because he picked up tunguska and he's having a lot of trouble so he's gone uh, to pick up some ammo. Yeah, if in doubt, the load. if in doubt, hit it with a big sword and a big and big bullets. That's that's how exactly you do it. right. Um, all right, cool. So yeah, you got the end of the month for that one, and then uh, at the end of this month as well will be the end of our quarterly Patreon sign up. So if you can sign up before the end of this month, you go into the draw to win a small box of your choice, and also our eternal gratitude for three dollars a month. You get to sit in on these live uh, Discord um, shows. You get to ask questions uh, to our guests and to us, and also you get uh, basically you get a bit of a sneak peek into the inner machinations of Loss of Lieutenant spoiler alert there's not much professionalism going on here but uh all um but we do enjoy having an audience and we do enjoy listening and hearing your thoughts um so yeah send uh join our join our, join our patreon uh there's be a link in the show notes and um yeah we, we really appreciate all the support so uh we also got a bit of an event announcement so uh we have got ecm 2022 which is stands for elite command melbourne uh really delighted this is back after a few years hiatus because of covid this is the premier 400 point limited insertion um, event happening in melbourne uh kathleen sim library on the 24th of july that's a sunday for those people who don't know dates um it's awesome it's 400 points it's 30 dollars and it's four rounds um so we used to run this a lot in, in in n3 and it was hella fun and we haven't tried it in n4 yet because of covid but um yeah uh, ryan kirby's running that one here and it's uh, it's looking like it's gonna be a, a a killer a killer day i absolutely can't wait for that it's so good i'm hyping up the because i'm hyping up the geelong guys and like the i just mentioned the chat and one of them's like oh yes it's like uh, i'm like i'm like guys you have to think about this from my lisbon point of view and someone started like making lists and like, oh my god, I can fit three Asuras. I can have an Asura Harris. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, you can. Um, and a, a little bit of an extra for this mission, uh, this uh, tournament as well as, as always, Ryan adds Soldiers of Fortune to the to the lineup. But in this time, what's happening is he's actually auctioning off. Um, Soldiers of Fortune. So what, what happens, each Merc will be auctioned off with the highest bidder allowed to use them in their lists. So if you, for instance, want to use your Jimbo and you want to pay, like, say, $5 to use them in your games and someone says, oh, no, I'll do $6 and then 7 8 9 10 whatever, the highest bidder gets to use them in their games with all proceeds going to uh, the Royal Women's Hospital in Melbourne. So really awesome cause, really awesome way to get people to, like, try to outbid for using mercs so you can imagine what mercenaries might be useful in 400 points like your jimbo obviously so you can put smoke into um, pano mcmurrow 
Uh, Uhahu would be really cool oh, as well. Um, Yanyans, yeah. although I don't know how you'd fit an eight-point Yanyan into a ten-order combat group, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Lachlan, is there any uh, any mercs that you might that top of your head that you'd love to include in your in your games? Um, Yanyan would be the top, probably. Yeah, Yanyan Yanyans are pretty pretty great. Um, now, surely. Uh, oh yeah. fuck yeah, Nauf. Oh yeah. Fucking Right. Imagine adding Nauf to a to a combined army list that already actually do wait not wait, do Nauf did combined army get Nauf? Oh, I don't know, but whoever um, gets Nauf should take because burst three, MSV one or whatever five mm -hmm. rifles. I mean, it's no like, joke. I mean, it's kind of competing with the Yoga actually at that. At that yeah, point. I was about to say, what do you want that when you got a burst four Yoga? Yeah. Well, you can't. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, yeah. Well, burst, I don't. Four, burst four Yoga. Spoiler alert for later. <laughs> ah, there you go yes uh, um, i was also i was also gonna say um the best part about that whole thing aside from the donation to the worthy cause is the fact that you're only gonna face one mcmaro and one uh side to because obviously not what well, there's only gonna be run by the winner that's a good point yeah, yeah so in years gone by because it's like the third or fourth time ecms ran yes. and one of the issues not issues but one of the the common things you see here is because everyone can use soldiers of fortune what ends up happening is everyone just runs McMurrow and or Yojimbo on all the lists. So you end up with like eight guys and then Yojimbo and McMurrow. But now that yeah. there's only one per army and you and it's the highest bidder, as you like you say, you're not gonna you're not gonna face four McMurrows. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good idea from Ryan. Yeah. So that that, that, that creates a really cool little um yeah, a little bidding war going on as well. Um and mm. the, the four missions are looting and sabotage, firefight decapitation and annihilation it's gonna be a full ass day i think it starts at like 7 30 in the morning so it can be finished like at a reasonable time but um it's right in the heart it's right in the city uh so like you know there's usually a good pub lunch on after round one or two uh, i think ryan's even putting on a morning tea so that'll be nice and nice and fun as well and um yeah and obviously ryan is a fantastic to so get on down to that um you can uh, there's a, an event page on facebook or you can chuck them 30 dollar dues uh on paypal we'll put the email address and the link up in the show notes if anyone is in melbourne or victoria and is interested in coming along mm, aid um, and then, oh, secondly, we've got uh, a reminder for Burn City Brawl 2022 happening uh, the second time this year, happening on the 17th and 18th of September in the Collingwood Masonic Centre. Uh, the missions have just dropped. When the organisers announced them a few nights ago. So they are Unmasking, Acquisition, Firefight, Mind Wipe and Frontline. Uh, tickets are sixty dollars until the end of June, and then they go up to sixty-five at the end of um, after June. Um, the player cap, I think, it's 60, 60 players. We had forty last or forty earlier on in the year, so we're trying to we're trying to increase it by another fifty percent. Get get sixty in there, and hopefully get a few more interstate players. Uh, Lachlan, are you keen to come down? I am keen. It's just a little bit hard sometimes to get the pass oh. from the family. Yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know who who can come down, and seeing as they've got some credit, uh, airline credits, 
the transmission matrix boys, I think. Uh, no excuses there, mate. Are we going to allow them into the state, though? Like, they... I'd, I'd welcome them. I'd welcome. Them. Oh no, of course. You know, you 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 are like I say, you're you're a very welcoming man. No, I, I absolutely um would love to would love to see those guys come down. Any you know anyone? Um, we've already got a couple of people from WA confirmed mm. coming. Uh, a couple of people from Tassie coming. Um, I'm sure we can convince a few a few folk from um, New South Wales and the ACT to come along as well. Uh, oh, a couple of people from SA are coming as well. So we're already looking yes. at like half a dozen or more interstate players for this event. Hopefully so, a couple of people from Geelong as well. Well, hopefully more than a couple of people. Val, come on, mate. I know you're not there I anymore, know. but you're still uh, you're still the guy. <laughs> you're still the you're still the guy for the West. We'll so see. We'll see. State is a like. Just seeing the guys from WA and SA, like the guys from WA are so lovely. They are. They really, really are. Absolutely. It, yeah. It's been so long no, since, we, since, since we've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long, so long since we've seen them. So it's be, it would be great to, to have them over. Although I think one of the WA guys did just come over to Melbourne uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I think he was there for work or something. And um, our local Ben gave him a game at, uh, I think it was at Westgate War Games, and um, promptly destroyed him. So the per- <laughs> that was a nice welcome. Yeah, I know. Like he was, uh, he was. Ben was posting photos in the chat, and the first photo he posted was a picture of a Moran within zone control of a Kriza Borak and a Crazy Koala. And I was like, how did that get there? And he was like, I rolled for it. I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> just over-infiltrated a Moran right next to his Kriza. And they and went first. Control tactics. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was That's like, disgusting. I was like, Ben, mate, come on. <laughs> Be nice. Um, <laughs> One of the best games I've ever had was against um, James Higgins from WA. Is yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, I think yeah. it was, yeah. It was James Higgins, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's an awesome guy. Oh, he's lovely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, I think, is there any other events that we should be shouting out, Val, before I move on? Um, there's also All Systems Go in Geelong. That's basically a con that's been put on by Throw the Dice. That's in August, but I'll have more details in the coming episodes. But yeah, that look out for, keep an eye out for that as well. I'm really, um, I'm really impressed with the amount of events that are coming out of Geelong. Um, it's turning into its own little meta, which is great. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, so, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot happening. Good times. Yeah, sweet. All right, well, we'll get into it then, shall we? Uh, excuse me. So for our um our our audio only listeners, uh, we do have a uh, we're obviously. Uh, casting this to YouTube as well, so for the for the video content. But currently, it's just uh, my face, Lachlan's face, and a picture of a shiny red avatar on the screen, just for everyone to to know what this episode is going to be about. <laughs> and you can already see, hear the sighs coming from Lachlan, going, "He's I've fucking heard enough about this bloody avatar. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me say my it's piece." Not made it as it's everybody else it has. I know. Yeah. Well, this is your this is your time. This is your time to, uh, to set the, the to, yeah to set the record straight and um, <laughs> <laughs> not have other people talk for you or uh, take um, yeah just you know look too much into the stats. But um, <laughs> but before we get into the 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 Nova Core itself, let's get a little bit of information from yourself because I don't know if you've been on a, any of the podcasts before or, or White Noise when that was around. Yeah, I was on White Noise a long time ago, uh, talking about Um, 
You bow, you I cut can't out. sell my <laughs> kidney to be on white noise, I'll tell you what. <laughs> he can't fucking help himself, can he? <laughs> yeah, like ages and ages ago, I did an episode about Bakun and, and me and Ben are um, good mates. So. Yeah, Ben's, Ben's, Ben's fantastic and I'm looking forward to the, the day he, he uh, comes, back into, comes back into the game. He's, he's moving to the Middle East, I think, so it might be a while. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, really? maybe, maybe they play. Yeah. I, I forget which Middle Eastern country, but it's one of them. Um, Jeez, that's big. Well, yeah. He might be a bit closer right. to Europe. Maybe he can head over there. Yeah, All right. <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, Lachlan, so we know that you're, uh, I mean, we assume you are originally from Sydney? I am. Born and born and raised, been there your whole life. Uh, yeah, born in the, uh, uh, brought up in the Blue Mountains and live in the inner west now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and what got you into wargaming? Um, same as everybody else. Got got sucked into Warhammer when I was like, mid teens, and then discovered girls, and then left it behind for a while, and then, um. I got back into it. I think I was watching a YouTube video of Mickey Ward. Actually, just sort of came back, came up, and it was Infinity um, Bat Reps from um, a CanCon in maybe like 2015 or something like that, and it just looked really cool. And so here wow. I am. Shout out to Mickey Ward. He was at Novacore as well, wasn't he? Uh, I think he was. I didn't actually see him. I don't I didn't think see him either. There was a lot of but people I there, and I just was. didn't see everybody. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw his. I can't remember what his ITS handle is, but I think I saw what I think is his ITS handle. Is it Leviathan? Yeah, it might be. I, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure I, I noted. Oh, Mickey's here. Like he's the guy that got me. I've never met him in person before. I should have sought him out. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I was like, wait a minute, Mickey. I know that name. Um, from like the- IA from um for, from the Facebook um group. He used yeah, to do ben. really cool, like targeting graphics and stuff on his on his um, bat reps. Yeah, it was oh, really I'll good. Have to, I'll have to dig them up. Actually, that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, so you so you mentioned twenty fifteen. Is was that when you got into Infinity? I, I'm not sure if it was then. Whenever I got into it, just after N three came out, like I bought the Nomads um, starter. And I remember um, the guys at um, the club saying the new one or the old one because it had literally just come out. So it was just after N3 dropped that I got into it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what was... That uh, might have been 2016, maybe? Yeah, I think that 2016, 2017 was when I got into it. And I think that was maybe... I think I got into it in HSN3. So 2016 makes sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, so that was like the Coldstrom, was it? Was that the one? No. Yeah, cold. Uh, ice, cold ice, ice, ice storm. Ice storm. Ice storm. And it had the the father night in it. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all. And so you picked up the nomad uh, site half. Uh, no, I actually bought the box that was half of it. I really should have bought that bigger box, but I didn't know better, so I just bought the the single box. Yeah, right. So, so you um, so you're you're saying that nomads were your were your first your first army for. Definitely, I'm well known for, I guess, at our club for being a nomads player. Although I pretty much got everybody except for maybe Toha, I guess. Yeah, right. So, do you play the nomads tutorials, or was it a vanilla thing for you mostly? Um, mainly, I probably played. I probably played Bakunin more than anything else. 
uh, but I pelleted a fair bit of um, corregidor and then a bit of hack and a bit of a left and a bit of combined and a bit of, you know. Yeah, right. But, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, Bakunin's probably my first love because Uber Falls, I loved them before they were um, cool and terrible and broken. <laughs> Although they were just as good, to be honest, but yeah. They're still pretty pretty excellent. So what uh, what was it that got that drew you into Infinity? Um, I just I don't know. It just looked like a cooler game with with fewer models. Just maybe just the models and like the way Mickey Ward described it in his bat reps with the AROs, like everybody else said. It just seemed like a cool game, and I figured out they were playing it in at Town Hall at Good Games there, and so I showed up one night, and um, Alistair like. Gave me a demo and that was it. Yeah, so shout out to Alistair. Alistair. My fifth uh, round opponent, I believe. uh, No, he doesn't play anymore. That's a different Alistair. Um, I forget his name. Uh, I'll find out for you, though. (laughs) Um, He's he's like the guy, him and uh, a friend of his basically started the the Sith Club in Sydney um, just by showing up every week a long time ago. And um, that. That was that. Oh, what is his last name? He lives like not that far from me. He'll kill me. Uh, <laughs> really, really. He's one of the walkers for Sydney, but he had a kid and um, he's, he's not very active. I think he's going to come back soon, maybe. He, he keeps on threatening to. Yeah. yeah there you go. And um, how have you been finding um, N4 and then with the recent fire team changes? Oh, this is a little bit controversial. Where we get into the whole meat of the episode in Ooh. some ways, I like the idea of the fire team changes. Like like CB in general, I think they're a little bit maybe more complex than they even needed to be. Um, but I like the balance change and the the way they made flexibility without just having the one guy who who's um, super powerful in a in a linked team of cheerleaders or whatever. The problem is I think that tags were already probably a little bit stronger than fire teams and overall the fire team changes are nerfed to fire teams and so that has exacerbated the, the fact that tags are probably better than fire teams and which pushes um, very competitive players more towards vanilla in my opinion. This, mm. this is bullshit, Kevin. We should have screened him before we let him on this episode. This is... <laughs> <laughs> everything's perfect that cb does cb never makes mistakes everything's perfect it's a better edition all for the best <laughs> no that's actually that's a really good pickup though no genuinely uh jokes aside of course that's that actually is yeah and i think i think yeah um i think we're kind of seeing that across the board where a lot more tags are being run um and i think yeah i think the the change to fire teams has been really great because they haven't taken away that ability to mix the links, uh, but they've also uh, toned it down a little bit. So it hasn't changed how people play, but it's also, but it has, but they haven't had the desired effect where you're not having that same style of link team all the time. So, yeah. but yeah. It's, it's good if it, anything that makes there not be one solved solution, like one of the best things about Infinity and what's kept me in the game, I think, is I've spent years trying to solve it like have the ultimate best list mm-hmm. and I've never found that maybe until now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but every time I, I try and, you know, find a way to break the game and make the ultimate, you know, unbeatable list, somebody shows me something that beats it. Mm. I think, um, yeah, I think one of the things that we discussed a bit at uh, the onset of N4 was quite somewhat controversially was like, oh, you know, in three months, the whole thing will settle down and there will be the new powerhouse. And I was like, I don't think so. I think there's a lot, you know, there's a lot in here that, that you know, to, to, to play with. You know, N3 took a long time, I think, to, to settle down. And even then, there was lots of additions and changes and CB, you know, injecting new flavor to it. It never really got to a point of like solved, as you say. And, it, and then N4 has so many options but you're right the fire teams felt like they're a little bit solved you know like four mooks and one big gun now this change yeah. has kind of brought on this this new mm. this new way of building links that kind of removes the min max a little bit from it so now and i'm are... sure we'll find it eventually but at least Absolutely, for the moment yeah. it's new and interesting and different and people are bringing essentially two harrises and like all sorts of different mm. stuff it's really good yeah 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 and there's there's nothing wrong with the company moving the goalposts, keep things fresh, as long as it's not every three months, right? And that's something you can't accuse the CB of doing. They they move the goalposts when when it's needed, but it's it's done over a reasonable amount of time where people you know get to enjoy the game. Yeah, in a just, stable just kind of yeah, environment. I found my my perfect list. That's when they change it, and that's about when they should. I think. I think so. Exactly right. I I, I agree, and it's like same as. Uh, I think the biggest shift in N3 was the uh, the Kamau link team. Uh, the Kamau when they introduced the Kamau having the MSV2, oh the Heydao, the Kamau and stuff like that was that we, was that we was did a whole change. episode on that way back way yeah. back when we were like we, but I'm pretty sure we entitled the Kamau sniper and why it's broken. You know, just as a, <laughs> yeah. as a bit of I, a I mean, I was a big, I was a big. This might uh, touch on stuff we might talk about later. I was a big the Kamau is too strong um, person. Um, mm. So, I don't know. I, uh, but then things change, right? Then, Nothing. then three months later, they were giving everything Nimbus grenades, which are, were a good counter to come out. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Um, and then final. Oh, sorry. I guess uh, second to last question is: Do you? Um, we were talking before the start of the show, but do you play any other games other than Infinity? I do. Um, Infinity is probably my main game i've played a bit of song of ice and fire but um lucky carter thrashes me too bad at it and so does jordan and so i can't stand it so um i play that <laughs> can't stand losing <laughs> well actually not so much i actually like losing like to be honest i the games that i lose are often my favorite games because i i learn something from them but but when you get to the point where somebody is so much better than you you don't really feel like you're learning something and you feel like you're, you're just getting beat up for two hours and, and, you know, punching yourself in the head would probably be more enjoyable. Mm. Then yeah. it's like you sort of need to find somebody on your level to level up together, you know? Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, no, I, that's I, important. I, I, I get also, what you mean. Also, I've painted some Bushido um, because they look like Avatar and my girls are really into Avatar, um, but I haven't played it yet. I've heard good things about Bushido. Actually, it's some um, there's lots of options so out there and lots of good good miniatures too. That's it's got uh, got a cool mechanic where you have to like scissors paper rock almost. Mm. You know how many attack dice you throw versus how many defense dice, mm -hmm. which sounds interesting. But I haven't I haven't actually 
experienced it yet. Yeah. yeah. Heard good things. And then last question, because people on the internet will want to know, um, yeah. you know, they will, they will want to know, it's like, who is this guy? Who is this guy just running an avatar, just won this casual, this is a casual ass Australia tournament. No one knows who this person is, whatever. So, <laughs> so I have to ask, what is your ITS record like for this, I guess, this season and previous seasons? Um, I think my ITS is pretty good at the moment. Like, I think I'm, I had a look after the tournament. And I think I was rated like 18th in the world and highest Aussie um, for, at the moment, not for long. And I don't think that really means that much because some really good players don't um, play that many ITS. Mm-hmm. Um, I've won, I don't know, maybe four or five smaller um, ITS events, including one a few weeks before Novacore that um, Gideon run at um, Combat Company, which is good. And um, I had previously played top table at CanCon versus Rory um, in 2017, I think. Right. There you go. Uh, I was going to ask. We we know Lachlan's credentials are uh, are accurate, so, you know, we can't just dismiss this as a a nothing (laughs) nothing event. That's exactly right. Um, Event, I'd I'd be in, you know, the top 10, 15. It'd be fairly typical. Yeah, right. I was going to ask what your track record was at um, CanCon because that was kind of like the main event for quite a while until maybe 2019 when things really started kicking off. Um, the last five like, I think I played Trent from WA, who's an awesome player as well. He's really um, good. Yeah. Like, like, and we were both undefeated. Lockie and um, Rob Cantrell were playing top table and then we were playing the second table and then he he beat me then. So that was like... You know the kind of result. Like I'm up, often up in the mix, but um, not necessarily winning um, very gotcha. consistently. Like like Gav did that year where he won everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That year he's like just hang his boots up and just sit back. Yeah. Um, take take a, take a screenshot of number one in the world and then um, stop yeah. playing. And then you've got nothing to prove for the rest <laughs> of your life. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, is there any other uh, just quick quick fire questions we want to throw towards Lachlan? We might go for a quick break um, before we go back and, and get into the, the meat of the episode. But, uh, Val? Uh, um, no, no, Lachlan, that's all good. Um, I'm pretty keen to uh, crack in. Yeah. Now, we, we, now we, will, we will have uh, questions from our Patreons, but we'll probably leave them to the end because they're quite... Uh, they, they'll, they'll, they'll probably, we'll probably answer them as we go along um, the chat. Um, but... Yeah, but we'll um, if that's all right with you, uh, Lockie, we'll um, we'll just um, head off for a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, listeners, and we're back after that very short break, and we're gonna get into uh, Novacore twenty twenty two, and um, yeah, just find out how Lachlan went at the event and uh, what 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 he thought of it. So, well, we've um. We'll start from this beginning, kind of what we did in the last episode. So just kind of get well, uh, you and you know, how you how you managed to get to Novacore, uh, your your preparation for the event, and uh, your thought process behind behind the lists. Uh, well, getting to the event is fairly easy for me because I lived in Sydney, so it's about a two hour drive. So I just drove up myself and stayed at the Imperial across the road. Um, as a few other people did, a, a, a bit of the Melbourne crew, I think, stayed there. 
Yeah. Um, Actually, what did you think of the Imperial? I, I took one look at the website and was like, I'm going to get an Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne snob. But yeah, yeah me too. pretty much. Well, <laughs> the main benefit to me was cheapness. So that like... If, it was you cheap. Know, that, oh, I don't know. It was cheap and it was close. Yeah. And um, it wasn't fancy, but what I don't really need fancy. So it was fine. Stumbling distance from the venue, which is handy. Very much so. It yeah. can be mentally exhausting. Uh, I don't. Infinities. Quick, quick segue, actually. But I don't know. I don't know if you were there. You must have been there, I guess. But when we we barged in on Saturday night, um, a bit drunk, trying to look for Rob's room. I don't know if you were awake then. Or not. <laughs> I did not hear it, but it sounds like I did. <laughs> I brought earplugs specifically because I thought it'd be noisy above a pump, so I was in blissful unawareness. Uh, Wait, was I there? You, I think you were there. I think we went up there because Danny and Josh were staying, and we were going to go up to get some board, maybe some board games or some beers, oh. and then no, Did no, I... you, no, you were definitely there because you were you were laying treats out for Rob. <laughs> like, That's the okay, like, yeah. a, like a reverse Santa. Like here's some here's some breadcrumbs, and here's the window, and maybe he'll. I don't yeah. know what you were trying to do, and it was, remember, it, it yeah. was the wrong room anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think I was trying to lure him out of his room. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, I like, like, like a mouse? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I was leading him to. But I wanted him out. Yeah, I wanted to come out. Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, bro, come out, come yeah. out. I think he was pretty yeah. tired at the end of the day. I saw him on the stairs at one stage, and I was like, how are you, Rob? He's like, tired. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. That's fair uh, enough. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> I just remembered that in my mind. And just like Val leaving, leaving yeah, you know, trying to lure Rob out of the wrong room and going, no, he's not even in that room, dude. Let's go. Let's stop. Let's stop annoying the New South Welshmen. They're trying to play magic. Um, oh, they, yeah, they were, weren't they? Yes, I remember that. Now. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So um, yeah. So you you drove up by yourself to Sydney uh, from sorry from Sydney. Stayed at stayed at the Imperial. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. you got there on the Friday night. Did you help set up the tables at all, or or you were you? No, there I got there um, early Saturday morning. So, oh, oh right! Oh right! On oh, the day off. Oh, oh man, that's a good job. It was last Novacore. The last Novacore in 2019 or whatever. The deal with my wife was that um, I could go, but I had to come up back each night, so I drove back. Wow! Ah, what? Back. And I was so shattered the last day. Like that last game with Trent was so like, oh, I wasn't even there. Jeez, oh, no. that's, that's a tough schedule. Yeah. So I did not do that this time. I slept there and I was very well rested. Thank you very much for the second day. Jeez, I was going to say, I think you need to uh, re, uh, renegotiate your uh, contract there. That's <laughs> Well, I have since done so and uh, <laughs> it, it had a result, so. It's true, actually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. How, how many from New South Wales went up for the event and told you, you recall? Oh, or from Sydney, I guess, more specifically. I would say... 30 or 40 maybe that would yeah. be my guess yeah i, I guess that makes sense because there was like fifth, there was like 14 of us plus like i don't know like half a dozen queenslanders a couple of tazis one from south australia so yeah that's about right yeah yeah a lot yeah. of the, there's a big there's a big scene in um newcastle largely thanks to gav um mm. so I, I don't know if they've got more players than sydney at this point but i think they, they certainly do. have a very, yeah they've got a big strong tight knit they're very good at the game. Yeah. Yeah. Most I of the people I bumped into. There 
and we like the Sydney guys would not lose, and that has very much changed. <laughs> this is what you're going to hope to happen in Geelong, Val. Um, mate, it's pretty much has happened. Uh, <laughs> Wade, Wade, our local JSA player, Wade is basically undefeated against um, uh, in the last two events. So yeah, basically he's he's got it unlocked. That's point. exciting. That's exciting. Um, okay, so yeah, so you, so you you made it up there Saturday morning, rocked up into Good Games Maitland, and um, yeah. oh, I mean, I guess yeah. Before we get into the first game, let's let's talk about your your lists and why you decided to take what you took. Okay, well, um, I started with Combined Army. I don't know a few months ago after after tooling around with Nomads in N four. Um, I guess. Maybe the impetus was that I thought that tags were very strong in N4, um, as we talked about with the fire team sort of thing. And and I thought Remprez tags were probably the most powerful and I didn't want to play um, Pano and LF only has one of them, um, whereas Combine has a, a good selection. And I I had a uh, Combine army in N3, um, but I didn't have tags, so I got some tags and went from there that's the combined thing and then for Novacore, um i guess the impetus was probably um getting into an argument with gav and julian and uh, <laughs> Parter in the infinity Australia chat about whether tags were too strong enough um and and stirring shit with lucky carter a little bit which it's kind of a pastime that Seathor has been in, in the past. <laughs> um, okay. Because he'd um, played Briz Open with double Yodum. Yep. And he was he was saying that tags were fine. And I made a joke that was like, oh, the the guy with playing double Yodum thinks tags are fine. And mm. uh, a couple of them got the shits with me about it and thought I was being mean to him. I was really only, you know. Yeah, just going. Um. And they, um, Gav and Julian basically told me I didn't, I shouldn't, didn't get, I shouldn't say things. I should just take tags and um, prove my point with my gameplay. Hey. I was like, <laughs> well, well, and I actually won a tournament, a sh- smaller one with a Sphinx anathematic uh, list and an avatar in my second list, but I didn't Ooh. play the avatar. Gross. Um, and I was like, okay, well then I'll I'll bring an avatar to Novacore and we'll see how it go. Especially since Gav said it was supposed to be hostile to tags. I was yeah, like, yeah, he did. He did. Well, well, let's prove a point. And then the second thing is, um, I was going to bring an anathematic Sphinx list for the the second list to play countermeasures and stuff because the anathematic's so good at classifieds. Mm, yeah. But then I, then I realised that I could have pun names for my um, uh, list. <laughs> When I brought two avatars, so I could call it my other list is an avatar and my other list is an avatar too. And I thought, <laughs> I amused myself. Um, uh, it was a more than anything else. I didn't really think that I would win the event or, or, or even necessarily go close, partially because sometimes you just get a table that's, that is quite hostile to tags. There's nowhere to hide it in your second turn or whatever. Um, but I just thought it was funny and it'd be cool if I could do well with it. So that's what I did. Yeah. Did right. the missions did the missions not hinder your 
uh, I guess didn't didn't make you second guess that uh, whether to take tags and bo- an avatar in both lists because that's like 139 points off the top of my head. Um, avatar's only 118. 118. It used to be 130 in in three. Yeah, it but came down in cost and got better. Yeah, mate. Yes. Um, Wait. So actually, to that question, and and mm. Rob Cantrell made this point, and I found it in list building. I was originally writing before that argument. I was uh, I was um, writing anathematic Sphinx or a- anathematic Carrington, um, like he took. Mm. Yeah, um, so you would have come second then, just because he came second. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have a go. <laughs> yeah, go look, look, if I faced him, regardless, I wasn't going first. I think, but um, actually, the avatar is quite suited to these missions because they're very um, order intense and the avatar actually strangely gives you a lot of orders. Yeah, four when orders I actually by wrote, yeah, when I actually wrote the second list to, to see if I could write an avatar list that could do countermeasures, I was like, actually, this is awesome because I can cover almost all the classifieds and I've got like 13 orders in group one. So mm. like my awesome yeah, right. have awesome amount of orders to both kill things and push buttons. So it actually worked quite well. Yeah. Very, so very good pickup. Let's get into this, these lists then. So I've got your my other list as an avatar uh, up on yep. the screen at the moment. So b- with what you've said, do you want to break down that list and just kind of, you know, talk about, uh, what you you know what's in it uh what you wanted to run it for and why you chose the units that you chose because because i find cool. you find avatars are very i think they're the one of the most limited lists that you can build because obviously he takes up over a third of your army by himself that your other units are you're kind of you're limited in what your other picks are yeah um and and that's what i was surprised about actually that i could fit everything in it that i wanted really to make countermeasures work or enough so anyway, I'll just name what it, everything that's in the list for people who are listening and can't see it. Yeah. Um, that's Avatar, Imatron, Imatron, Icadron, Icadron, uh, Norkius, uh, the killer hacker, uh, but not lieutenant, uh, mentor hacker, um, medtech, obs, uh, Dr. Worm, two slave drones, R-drone and a grief op, and then in group two, uh, two gakis and three tigers with um, D-A-C-C-Ws. And just to compare that to the second list, the second list is something that is pretty similar, yeah, but has bring a that up of different. As well, let me just bring that up for our listeners, or our not our listeners, our viewers. Um, yeah. So this is my other list is an avatar two. Yes. Which is also um, so basically <laughs> bad puns are us. Um, so basically, the, the second list just swaps the grief off for a speculo killer, um, the uh, mentor for a shrouded um, hacker, um, and because the speculo is a bit more expensive than the um, grief off, um, I drop a slave drone and drop a tiger, and then two tigers that are left become shock. Um, oh. I don't know if there's a plane going over me. Yeah, it's kind of interfering with the audio, so we'll wait, we'll wait for that to disappear. Perils of living in the inner west. <laughs> yeah, so basically, um, Speculo instead of um, Grief Hop, um, Shrouded instead of um, 
mentor, uh, only one slave drone, and miss a ti- drop a tiger, and both the tigers become AP shock instead of DA. Okay. So they're pretty similar lists, and, and that's something that I, I learned from Rory, um, the great Queensland player, um, who, who often, or said to me at least, he often takes two lists that are almost the same just mm. because you get become so familiar with that list that it becomes muscle memory and you know how to deal with everything, whereas if you swap lists, um, you've got a whole new thing to learn. And, and he schooled me in that when I swapped the list um, to play him top table at CanCon in um, 2017. So what was the, um, the thought process? Obviously, the avatars, the avatars, you know, there's not really... You've kind of already explained why you took the avatar. Um, mm. But things, things that I'd like to draw um, people's attention to that I would like to know a bit more about is things like the mentor, uh, Norkius, the the grief operator, and then of course like then the the three the well I mean the three tigers and the two gakis are pretty self explanatory. But um, mm-hmm. so that's how they like some something. So, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I guess the general plan of the list, right, is. The avatar shoots and I, I try and get first turn, um, uh, although I think it plays okay second. Either of the lists play okay second or first. But generally, um, I'm more often going to be playing the grief hop mentor list with the idea of um, the avatar having whip 17, so winning a lot of um, lieutenant roles and then probably going first. And if I get to go first, then the avatar shoots everything that it can shoot and then um, with what orders are left, Norkius runs across the board and either pushes buttons or kills things or both. Um, Norkius is extremely good at killing things and it oh, quite good at killing things that are a threat to the avatar. Because he's a, a, a whip 15 killer hacker, he can often just run across the board, get in zone of control of a, an enemy hacker, which is one of the things that the avatar doesn't like. And just kill it. And um, he has a cyber mask that helps him get across there. He can often get into close combat and gain two wounds, and then go into cyber mask himself, and that gives your opponent a a problem that they have to solve before they even think about um, coming and attacking the rest of your list. Mm. Um, the mentor is there, I guess, because I was expecting to be able to um, get first turn quite a lot. Um, and obviously, you know, you've got the 13 orders basically with the, the avatar, the 10 orders, and then two lieutenant orders that become regular and attack aware. And um, that just enhances that capacity. But not, um, it's also important that that uh, mentor is 14 BTS 6 hacker, which is quite good at defending the avatar from a push at it um, with hackers, as is Norkis, I guess. Yeah, and the fact the that it's, it's one point more. Sorry, it's, yes, the fact that it's one point more than a shrouded gives you a higher willpower, two cam markers, and as counterintelligence, I think is really, really, really good. And if the, you ever lose the avatar, it's a perfect lieutenant for the thing. For the um, yeah, uh, whatever. Monica. I mean, Norky is probably maybe a better candidate, but yeah, that's that's yeah. Cool. For- Depends. Nokia's can get killed fairly easily and the mentor less so. I mean, the Shrouded has the advantage of being in the midfield. And I guess the, 
the the second list was more intended for um, supremacy, supplies, which and supremacy. Was, um, no, just supremacy probably. Um, okay, because the circular goes, um, you know, in a quadrant is more points, yeah, and and retain those points even if it's um, unconscious. Um, the other thing that could be a consideration is classifieds. There's a couple of classifieds that the grief op can get almost immediately. Absolutely, um, yeah. The decharge the one. And the MSV one at an enemy HVT. Mm-hmm. And um, then underminers. Oh, no, he's not. He's not, not very, um, no. veteran. No, yeah. yeah. And then there's a couple of different ones that are elite troopers, which the speculo. There's one that it can get really easily. And there's a couple of others that are a little bit harder for it, but it can do. And so what what classifieds um, can factor into it? But yeah. basically my plan was to play the second list with the speculoing um, supremacy and the um, grief op list and everything else, which is what ended up happening. Mm. And I noticed in the grief op list that you have chosen the three tigers with DACC weapons. Did you was that a yeah. conscious decision or was that just points left over? It's a bit of both, but I, I think if you if you're attacking with the tigers, the DA is super um, good because if they're berserking into things, it makes that like way way more reliable. Mm-hmm. Super disappointing to um, berserk your tiger into something and then have it then make an armor save and then it, have it die. Um, even though it's only six points. Obviously, if you're berserking to something, you hope it dies. And then the other thing, I guess, is just the, the Garkis, um, you know, that climbing plus on them can be... So good. Yeah. I, you know, you could have an extra um, tiger in there with um, moving points around, but, you know, Moran's on roofs and, and other exactly. things. Yeah that it's really handy to be able to do that. And just also berserking into something and then exploding is quite funny at times. So. Mm, yeah. No, the Garhis, that, that's, the, that's the argument that uh, has been kind of ha- uh, a debate that's been had between Garhis and Tigers. Because we only get Garhis and Morats and we fucking hate things like Morans and things on roofs. Mm. Yeah. So having Garhis as like a way to deal with that is so important. So yeah. like sure, Tigers are better dodging, better killing the template weapon, but the climbing plus and Garhis give them a very different purpose. And I think, yeah, I think having that um, layer of difference is really important. It's great to have a mix, I think. Mm, Absolutely, yeah, if you can get both what you did, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so both lists were designed to do, you know, pretty much the same thing, but the speculo list was for um, supremacy. Supremacy, basically. But if I drew... Because you draw the classifieds before you um, choose which list you you take. Mm. If I got classifieds that suited the speculo more than the grief op, that might change my decision. Yeah, I want to quickly ask about your um, thoughts on going first because you know listening to Rob and you know speaking to Rob on on things, a lot of his uh, well, it seemed to be that a lot of his strategy pin ping you know hinged on going first. Uh, it sounds like the same for you as well. Was like, how does that feel that rolling that LT roll? I mean, I know you're Whip Seventeen, but you can roll a one. You can. Um, I guess I prefer to go first, particularly with this list because it's so good at killing things. But I actually think 
um, both these lists are, are quite fine at going second. And in fact, I went second in the top table game with Tom, um, and it and it worked fine. The Tigers are super good at defending the the avatar, mm. um, and I've got the hackers there to also sort of defend it from like people lobbing pictures at it or or whatever. And it's a pretty good ARO piece itself, the um, avatar, especially if you can deploy it so it can guts back into total cover if it needs to. Mm, I'm pretty comfortable going second with these lists and I've done it a few times in practice or IGL or whatever and it's worked great. I'd just rather go first with it because I guess when you're taking an avatar, you're you're kind of really anxious of losing the avatar before you (laughs) use it. Yeah. Um, and And you... I don't know what he's going to do that, but I, I'm sort of constantly living in fear of like deploying it slightly wrong and a Raziac coming behind it or, mm. you know, that sort of thing. Kitsune. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think somebody, I remember being, I think it was in WA in 2020, I went over there for work and I ended up playing some games. And I remember playing against a guy who's running an avatar. And he, he kind of had this anecdote where, like, the av- like you've got your tigers. And you know, in Mario Kart, you've got like the three tur- the, the the shells that revolve around your cart in Mario. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the tigers. <laughs> like those, the tigers <laughs> just revolve exactly around the avatar, and uh, they just like shoot out and kill whatever the fuck is coming at it. That's fucking great. No, that's really good. And the thing that really enables that on the tigers more than other war bands is the sixth sense. Oh, massively, yeah. Because so many things that want to come and CC your avatar have stealth. And the Tigers just don't care. They can dodge four inches and they can just, a couple of games, they just chased, you know, for days or whatever around to the extent that it just wasted orders and annoyed them and and just stopped the Avatar being in trouble. Yeah. If you were to get Alpha Struck, what do you think would be the best thing for your opponent to go to, go after? And, or, or what, what would you want, the, what, what don't you want to lose turn one aside from the Avatar? Uh, aside from the avatar, the avatar is big, I guess, but also Nork is just super important to this list mm. because he's both the main button pusher and the main thing that wants to run across the table and kill the things that you're hiding. Mm. So he's quite keystone. And if I go second, he's not actually that hard to kill, right? He's, he's, he's not. He's NWI, so he's got two wounds effectively, but he's only armor three with bioimmunity. Um yep. He's armor two, BS three, but he, you know he can always yep. count three. Yeah. And um, he doesn't have a template weapon, so people, nobody really went after him. Mm, possibly just like the first lot. But if yeah. you kill him, then my ability to actually complete the mission is definitely mm. very hampered. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, so losing your Grife or your uh, Doctor Worm wouldn't hurt you as much as losing Norkius. I don't think so. Um, you know, the, the Grife isn't um, a specialist. No. So often with the, the imperson- either of the impersonators, I deploy them from reserve um, within yeah. zone of control of the enemy's HVT, just so I've got, at the start of the game, at least threatened to secure HVT, and right. then they, they can go and do... Um, you know, classifieds or, or, or kill things or whatever, but they don't have to. They've still got a role regardless. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I mean, like Very looking cool. at this, obviously, in, in in total hindsight and, you know, from, from, the, from the high vantage point of, um, you know, talking about your lists, 
I'd agree that if I were to face this list and I did have the opportunity to go first, if I didn't have a way of dealing with the avatar, which is most likely I do not, my priority number one would be would be Narcius. He'd be my guy. He be, he's the guy that I want to get rid of because, like, on, like the medtech's almost a bit of a um a decoy because like you know like are you gonna need it really like unless you get oblivion the medtech's kind of just hanging out there. Yeah, and it's nice to have to repair the avatar if you really need to, but often you don't need to. Mm. And to be honest, I took the medtech more because of um, countermeasures. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and normally I'd try and work in the Caliban, I think, Instead. engineer, because it has the market state and it's so much harder to kill and it's just cool because it eats people. Yeah, no, I had that same thing in my game of countermeasures where I wish I'd taken a med tech because I played assassins and my opponent just deployed a Fide next to it. I'm like, ah, okay, yep, that's dead. <laughs> like, you know, there's just like, I guess I die now. Um, was I, you know, he, I hate him so much in a lot of ways. That big base, no matter how well you try and hide him, yeah, so often somebody just goes kill him first order. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, but before we get into um, your your games, um, I did want to bring attention to the real reason why we we're at Novacore, which is for the Red K Cup. Um, and, and we we had been, you know, 2019 was the last time, or the first time Novacore was uh, was uh, mm-hmm. run. And um, you know, we've we've had COVID. We've had you know a lot of uh, time between drinks here on on um, with big tournaments like this, and this is like the first the first big interstate tournament we've had since 2019. So I'd love to know your thoughts or if you'd really considered it from a New South Wales perspective, like of how the other players were going to go into it and, you know, how you thought you might do or, or was it a consideration for you guys? Um, oh, to be honest, I, I would have, if you had have given me money to bet and I really wanted to make money, I probably would have bet on the ACT because they just got <laughs> really, really strong players. But I also know that um, um, Tom Bull and, you know, several New South Wales are, are amazing players as well. But I just feel like those ACT guys have a bit of an aura about them at the moment between, you know, Rob and Ed and, you know, quite a few <laughs> down there that like, seem, to, seem to play a lot, like three mm four or five times a week or something, um, whereas, you know, I'm lucky to play every two weeks. So I just mm. I feel like they're just right on the meta and they know all the rules and they're just super, like, they like to play the game hard but fair and, mm. you know, uh, you know they're hard to beat. You, you, well, you, did, you didn't you didn't put uh, Victoria into your consideration. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like fucking a mixed company here, Lachlan. First day look, fun. Look, I haven't played Victoria that long, and 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 I'm gonna say about Victorians. He's here's the thing I like about Victorians. I feel like you guys have a very gentlemanly vibe to the way you, you play. He's peddling back. Look at him. We're not going to, we're not going to uh, like bury this episode. We're not, we're still going to bother him. You can be honest, mate. Like, don't worry about it. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I think it goes all the way back to um, Andrew Noakes and, and Paul uh, Nichols, yeah. who, who pretty much started the scene in um, Melbourne as far as I know. And those guys are just such awesome guys and so into, like you are, Val, into the fun of the game and not so much. The... I'm a competitive player here, Lachlan. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, I wanted to fun, win. Right? <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Real good. <laughs> I'd like to pay tribute. I know Paul's been a little bit 
bit sick um, recently. I talked to him the other day, but he's just the best guy. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't spoken I haven't really spoken to Paul in a while, but um even Noakes, like you know, he I haven't played a game with him in, in since twenty nineteen probably and then we, we were um running Burn City Brawl in February and he just came out of the blue going, Hey, do you want some turrets for the event? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll just I'll just print out and paint forty of them for you. I'm like, what? And he just yeah. like rocked up with hot. like yeah, just like after like uh, not seeing him for two years, just kind of rocks up with like, here you go. And we're like, fuck. Like I actually reached out to him like a couple weeks ago, just going, by the way, I forgot. Maybe I didn't like thank you enough, but thank you so much for that. And he was like, don't worry, you know, pay it forward next time. I mentioned, I mentioned to Paul one time that I, I was going to start a left and he just sent me in a left army. Like, it just no, showed up. All right. Like, dude, who are you? Like, <laughs> I don't even ask. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. They, yeah, those guys. Go. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, some good eggs. Good eggs yeah. on the start of the scene for sure. So it'd be good to get them back involved as well. Yeah. So, sure. so, so going back there. Yeah. So ACT were obviously obvious favourites because they won the cup in 2019. Um, and you know, you you had a you know you had a big crew. You know, you had 40 or so New South Wales players. So you you know you had you had the pick of the letter. Um, and going into I guess the first day, how did you feel going in? Like driving up there from Sydney, were you nervous? Um, actually, I feel like in the past I've been really anxious about um, big events from a couple of different points of view, but both wanting to sort of do my best, but also like um, there's a tension at, at, at competitive events about, you know, um, wanting to win but also wanting to, you know, have good games and be respectful and all those sort of things. And, and that's something that's uh, made me quite anxious, especially when I was doing well at tournaments. Mm-hmm. But I think it's hard just, balance, isn't it? It so is, you know, and it's so hard to tell when you're being a bit too competitive or or not enough or, you know, you're letting yourself being walked over or, or vice versa. And I hate mm-hmm. the idea that games are decided by the more forceful personality which sometimes can actually happen, I think. Mm. Um, so, so often yeah. I'm quite sort of anxious about the whole thing, um, but I, but this time I really wasn't intending to try and win the event. Like I, I didn't really think that two avatars would be the thing that did it. Like maybe an avatar and an alternate list for a, for a mm. table that didn't suit one. Um, so I would have been – I said to Tom the day before we had that um, – lunch on a Saturday and I said to him, look, I, I think I'd be much happier going like 3-2, you know, like enough to feel like I did okay but not mm. so much I feel the pressure of it. Um, mm. But I, I, this time I was pretty relaxed about it and, and maybe that was what helped. Yeah. Secret sauce. Secret sauce. Okay, so finally, let's, 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 let's start. So um, countermeasures was round one. Um, yep. tell, us, tell us about it. So I played a Melbourne player, um, Josh, I think. Um, I think his ITS is just joshing. Lovely guy. Ah, uh, um, yeah. JSA. <laughs> you know him. Yes, we do. Um, we do. Uh, I think I said before the podcast, but I'll say it again, I was, I was very convinced that he was a very experienced player. Um, oh, because, yeah. Because of just how well he understood how the game works in general. Um, like the tactics of it and how he deployed and that sort of thing. Um, 
later to discover that maybe he's a little less experienced than I thought. There were a couple of rules that um, I, he was convinced of that didn't turn out to be right, and he, he mm. was so convinced that I, that I was like, "Am I? Hold on, I'm pretty sure I know this." <laughs> so we just called it together and got it sorted. Um, yeah, that, actually, yeah. We'll just do you mind if, just just sure. what you just to tie a couple of things in. So what you mentioned was um, you know, uh, earlier about the strong personality winning over sometimes in. Mm. In event and calling over a TO. So yeah. two things I think are important here is I think the utilizing TOs I think is an extremely important thing. And I think there's a bit of a stigma that can be sometimes surrounded with calling a TO over. Um, you know what? I don't know. I was going to make the same point, Val. When you said you had a game that was a bit tense because you had to yeah. call over a TO, yeah. I wish that wasn't there. Because mm. I'm relieved to call over a TO. Because, because, especially for a line of fire or something like that, which mm. can be a bit subjective, then mm. I know that a neutral person has made the decision yes. and and neither of us is browbeating the other into it and we just play what that person says and it makes me less anxious, not more anxious. Absolutely. And that's what you, yeah, I think that, that, that having that, um, that unbiased objective opinion yeah. is just very, very, I think it's a useful tool and I think more people should be willing to kind of utilize that without that, you know, that stigma. It's like, oh, I had to call a TO over, a TO over or something like that. That's not a bad thing. It's just like you have to recognize both of you want to do the best you can and that may uh, be swaying your view in this situation. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a TO come over and make the decision for you just so you can play and continue the game with, you know. Um, and yeah, that was my game with Robert Robert Wright. Um, that was like it was only it was tense, but but we we both appreciate the fact that you know we wanted to do well, and we both like were very happy. Like I spoke to him uh, after the, the last episode, and we we're both very happy with our decision because um, yeah, it just helped us. You know, it told you know it helped uh, say where where things lie, and we just made a, adjusted our decisions from there onwards. Mm. And and yeah, the human beings are biased. We just mm. are built a bit biased towards our own point of view. So Absolutely. even when you're trying to be as fair as humanly possible, especially in a pressure situation where you want mm. one result, mm. you know, people see their own point of view a bit more. And mm. um, mostly that's resolved by you both sort of being reasonable people and talking about it and meeting in the middle. Um, yeah. But if that is not the case... You know, there were three TOs there. It's super easy just to go, hey, Gav, or hey, Nick, or hey, Grady, what do you think about this? Bang, solved, right? Boom. Yeah. Exactly. No, no. Really no, good, I think really that's good. fair. I think that's fair enough to, to do that. I think there are some times where I've had games where, um, you know, there'll be a situation of a line of fire is you most common where they'll be like, okay, I move out here and I see this thing and I'm like, I don't think you can see it from there. And they'll be like, TO, I'm like, hang on. Wait, we haven't even looked at it yet. We haven't even gotten down to eye level. Like, and there's just this mm. kind of like this automatic like TO comes over. Um, yeah. Because sometimes there's more to it than that. Because sometimes, sometimes the TO as well. I'm not saying the TO always makes the right call, but sometimes the TO just kind of yeah. go doesn't know the context of a of a decision as well. I mean, they just say because mm. then it's like, hey, I want to be able to see this guy from here, and they're like, no, um, and that, that that that's fine. But I just find yeah. If at all possible, work with your work with your opponent first, yes. and if that fails, they move yeah. to the TO. Yeah, exactly. 
Yep, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. But yeah, but there should be any stigma around calling to over. Oh no, no, like, I don't. Yeah, be. I don't think there should this be. It depends how it's done. You know, if it's done in a super like aggressive, you know, this person is cheating kind of way. Obviously, it's not great. But if it's just, hey, Grady, what do you think of this? Mm, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. In Paco, I had one in, in with Josh. There was a, you know, he had a model that was prone. It was near the edge of a, a of a bridge or a building or something. And I was convinced that the avatar could see it. And he was convinced that it could not. And um, we, weren't, we weren't angry or anything. We were both, like, fairly convinced of our point of view. And it's one of those things where you're like, I can totally see that dude. And he's like, no, you totally can't, dude. And we're like, okay, mm. well. And then Nick came over and he actually gave a ruling that was different than either of us thought. And oh, yeah, right. And it was great. Anyway. Yeah, and then you, you just have to play where it lies, right? And that way at least it's just that's it. That's done. We can move on. We just have to play it this way. Mm. Right? Yeah, exactly. Than... In any way, it allows you to continue to be friendly because you, yes. you have a, one of you hasn't beaten the other in an argument right yeah yeah that's right you didn't have to roll a dice because sometimes you know one of the ways people resolve things like i will just roll a dice odds and evens i'm like yeah i don't like that because at the end they just like "Mm," like it's it's one way to resolve yeah i don't like that yeah i don't like that but that's fair enough i'm I'm fine with that if if there's like especially if it's a casual game there's just you and me there i'm like fucking who's who's gonna answer this question the dice well okay it's uh, you can see let's go um so what did Oh, sorry. I just said, as long as you're assuming goodwill in each other, you know, like exactly. you're mm. both trying to be good. Anyway, so what happened in this game basically is what I described essentially earlier. I just happened to draw the two uh, classifieds that the Gryph could do fairly easily. What was them? Um, sorry, um, quickly, quickly. What was them? Um, what did Josh have roughly in his list that you can remember? Uh, so he played uh, JSA. And he had a a, a, a Yorai, mm. and he had mm. a uh, Keisotsu uh, link with the the guy with the um, oh. MSV two marksman rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's he's not a Keisotsu, is he? There was a missile yeah, launch. Yeah, he's a Empire. Empire, that's right. And then he had um, Neko in a in a weird Harris that I hadn't seen before. It might be new in the fighting changes. With a Karakuri mm-hmm. and the engineer character with the mine layer. You're cool, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So that that was, um, I thought that was a pretty cool list. Yeah. The missile launcher was standing up. We were playing on that beautiful Melbourne table, the, like the prison camp. Oh, um, you guys yeah. played on my table. Ha <laughs> oh, that yours? Yeah, that's Some my one. Some people complained about it because of the saturation through the link fence. Well, it's such a gorgeous table, man. You should be really proud of that. Yeah, it's um, definitely. It's I, I think I said to a few players during the event, it's like it was built for um for looks, not for playability. Unfortunately, like yeah. I, I thought it played fine. I I, I liked it. Yeah, some it, um, like it's a bit it's a bit dense. Um, uh, but I think it uh it plays a like you say, there's 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 a atmosphere to it. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I mean, it just feels really cool. It feels like Starlog thirteen or something. Mm. Um, so anyway, I guess. Uh, to start with, I did the two, I won the lieutenant role. I went first. I reserved three things, which I typically mm-hmm. um, the Gryph or what, or the Speculo in the other list, the Avatar and Norkis. Um and then uh, I placed the the Gryph in a place where it could do the classified to um, MSV one the um, one of the HVTs and where it could also decharge a, a building. 
Just, just, um, just quickly. I just want to see how fucking dirty that is. Just being like, like Facebook before my reserve drop. Here's two Imitrons, two Icadrons, like two Camel Markers, a Med Tech, and some Warbands. Go fuck yourself. Like it was basically. I'm gonna say, literally holding 180 points. It's so strong mechanically, but there's so many things that you're like, what? I get to do that as well? I get an extra command token? And it's all 17? And I can move command groups? What? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. And it is very useful, of course, because Norkis, I want to place him where he he can run across the board and kill things, and the avatar to want to live in a vulnerable position, and that the the impersonator, I want to secure HVT or put it somewhere where can do some mm-hmm. so basically um unfortunately for josh i drew, drew two classifieds that the grife could do um yeah. why it's in the list so first order it decharged the building second order it um msv'd uh, at a hvt and i had two classifieds in like two orders beautiful so a beautiful start um and that was my luck the whole tournament i guess just good luck on rolls and good luck on Oh, there was one game, not so much. But um, and then the avatar killed a couple of things. It killed the um, case to missile launcher. Mm-hmm. It 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 um, put the um, Karakuri, um, put a wound on that. Killed your Jimbo. Um, <sighs> the first couple of orders actually, uh, the his flashbulb spot crit the avatar on fours and then crit it on ones, but it made all oh. the same. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> So we like, Ooh, that would have been sweaty bum times there. Yeah, exactly. Like you're making those BTS rolls and you go, my avatar gets stunned first order, first game. This is not going well. But unfortunately uh, for Josh, unfortunately for me, it didn't. Um, so I killed a bunch of stuff with the avatar, did a couple of um, classifieds, pulled the avatar back to sort of um, be covering fire, which I tend to do once I feel like I've got kind of board control. Um, and then it was over to him. Um, he did not, he sort of, um, moved around a bit, um, took some shots, moved the Ayori around, um, and chased some tigers kind of chased his Ayori around. Um, and it looked for a firing position and I think it killed like a flashbox bot or something like that, or some Agaki or something like that. Um, and then he kind of left it in an exposed position where it couldn't guts back into total cover. Um, So my second turn was basically spent uh, moving the avatar over and shooting it until it died, Mm -hmm. Um, and then just moving Norkius into a position centrally in the board where he's kind of uh, prone on a roof um, but near Josh's um, HVTs. Um, so he, he could stage for the next, for my last turn to get some more classifieds. Josh then revealed a ninja behind um, Norkius. Oh, mm. yes, Josh. Yes. Killer hacker and um, um, nice. surprise shot Trinity um, Norkius. Yes. Um, and, and did not kill him, um, unfortunately. Oh, fuck's sake, Josh. And then was left in the position of whether to do it again and i think he tried it one more time but it failed again and decided to spend orders doing that sorry that's just the the plane again mm. 
Oh, I think I've lost you. Are you there? No, am I here? Yeah, you know, you're you're there, yep. Yeah. yeah, sorry, perils have been in West Sydney. So um after that he moved Neko's um uh Harris around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the last turn basically Norcus um jumped down, um did a classifier uh, on one of the HVTs, ran up, um uh did whatever one that a hacker's got to do in your enemy's half of the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, Mapping yeah, yeah. the fucking bean yeah. of my existence, that one. And then and did the third one. I think he did three classifieds. Ah. In the last thing. And I got one. I must have got one in my second turn because I ended up with, with six. And um, I think Josh ended up with one or two. Um, yeah, he moved, one or eight twos. Yeah, he moved Neko and, and the Karakuri um, Harris up to try and get some um, in his last turn, but um, it was it wasn't that effective, and and I think Norkis ended up killing some of um, getting the classifieds because he's so dangerous at close combat. Absolutely, yeah. um, I thought he played really well. Um, he just you know the avatar is super strong, and um, he got a couple of uh, unlucky dice rolls. If he had a stun that. Avatar, to start with, and he had it done a bit damage. It's quite mm. funny at one stage that the tiger's dodging, chasing the Oyori around. The, is it, yeah, right. Is it kind of like vaulted over fences to try and get away from them and, and shoot them <laughs> and stuff? That's pretty Okay, so that ended. Uh, what was that to you? Uh, eight, I think two, I think. eight two, something like that. Yeah. Eight two. Okay. Well, actually, something about countermeasures I found um, interesting was. Well, I mean, it was round one, right? But what what ended, what I found happening was, um, even if you were like not to say not a good player, but even like relatively new players would win and win quite quite hard. They would get like a 10, 10, 10 0 win, and mm-hmm. some of the more veteran players might only get like a seven or an eight um, win, and that that kind of I don't know. Maybe you can see who your second opponent was, but I know that like there was a few players that were like, "I was, I did really well in round one. I got like 10, 10 zip, and then got completely fucking destroyed <laughs> in round two." You know, which which I guess happens. Completely destroyed. Um, one thing that some Jared Clark from my God, there's another plane. <laughs> They're not usually this bad. That's okay. Sorry, okay. um, this is probably the uh, the best recording we've had for a while. It's been a crap all time. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to say, Jared Clark from Newcastle taught me a lesson um, in countermeasures, which was in a tournament a, a little while ago. I brought a nomads list with all the specialists to do all the classifieds, Zoe and um, Pywell and all that. And he just got some kahu and just smashed me in the face until I couldn't do them. And And that's partially what convinced me that you need a big gun in countermeasures mm. because you can bring all the specialists but if they just kill them all you got nothing and they can do some so yeah that's a good point mm. good point it's the old uh if you disable the enemy's hand i guess yeah yes absolutely so okay so you um major on round one um round mm-hmm. two what was it and who are you playing okay well this is where things um went a bit wrong for me. I played um Hugh um from Melbourne. Oh yeah. Oh, he's, more player. Yeah. yeah. He's such a cool guy. Um, oh yeah. He's all right. just, 
Val Val's Val's uh, just a bit better because he's a better more at player. That's why he's No, not that. anymore. Oh. Hugh beat me. Hugh beat me fourth round. I've been usurped as the monkey king. Oh that's what oh, I mean. Like Hugh, Hugh is better than you. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Ah, uh, yeah. And yeah, he no. was the closest I went to losing, spoiler alert. Um he he's such a warm hearted like he's got some people have a really good sense of humor, but it's a little bit like hard edged. But he's got such a warm sense of humor and just yeah. like he's such a lovely person. You can tell within like, you know, seconds of meeting him. And we had so much fun in this game. Um, you know, he we, he was inviting me to Melbourne to play another game and stuff. Like, okay, was, let's just wrap it up on this Hugh uh, love. Okay? Can we just wrap <laughs> it up? Hugh, <laughs> We're going to get anyway, to bed here. So we were playing supplies and um, he was playing Morat and he had the big boy link, which had the Kaitok, the Suyat with the APHMG, the Yaogat with um, the um, MSV2 with Burst 4, which will come up in a minute. Um, he had the the Garki, Harris, um, and a couple of... Oh. Um, uh, Flashbulb. Yeah, he's got what? two Hadrons, a Dataraz. Um, yeah, I faced that exact list. So yeah, I, I think maybe Anyat's in that list. I don't know. Yeah, Anyat's in the five-man link, and then he's got a drop troop, I believe. Spoiler. Which will also come up. Um, yeah. So I won the first uh, turn. We we're playing on this table with one of those tables with those square kind of buildings with wide uh, bridges between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he deployed his link team. On the ground, just in the shadow zone of, of a corner of those buildings, which I, I was a little bit surprised at, um, but he showed me why. So I basically I just ran the avatar up and killed a whole bunch of shit, right? Like, um, I, I killed the two Ikadrons, I killed both Garkis, I put the got uh, um is that right? The big mm-hmm. guy with Yeah, that's one, yep. Yeah, the heavy rocket launcher. Put that on Contras. Put the Suyad on Contras. Holy shit! Um, but one thing that was in my way was the Rindak, which was mm, yeah. sort of like uh, on the first story of a building that the Avatar was on the second story of. So I had to come quite forward to see it, um, and it just dodged up the up the ladder um, towards the Avatar, which is kind of scary because I don't really want it in close combat. And just between the dodge minus three and then the avatar being at close range and, and that making it minus six. And then we made a little rules mistake, I think. We thought that um, that uh, the Rindak would get cover while it was on the ladder, which turns out not to be true. Um, you can't get He's cover. He's a climbing plus. Yeah, but because you, uh, you can't get cover on a vertical surface regardless. Mm. Um, oh, okay, there you go. And so I, but we thought it was, in fact, I thought it wasn't, but Hugh was fairly convinced that it was. And I'd, that's one of these things about tournament games. I felt like I was really beating him up and I did yeah. I put my foot on his neck about a little thing and call a TO. So I was yeah. just like, oh, you're probably right, right? It's, it's, it's just like yeah. one of those things because, because when you use a ladder, it says in the rules, you treat the vertical sur- surface as horizontal. But then in climbing plus, I think climbing plus it says you never gain cover from the vertical from surface. No, I think it's the other way around, isn't it? Or something. It's just a it's just a problem with CB inconsistency where it's like you should. I personally believe you should get cover if you're 
on a wall regardless but it's like a kind of like weird like it sounds like you can if you're using a ladder but not if you're just using humming plus yeah i get it it's yeah it's moments like this why robert cantrell can't listen to this podcast he'd be just (laughs) fucking pulling his hair out (laughs) these fucking idiots one of them beat me the other two had a podcast for three years and they still can't get the fucking rules right So I, that's, I, that's why we swap curious. out. Rob well, Kentrell we... is far too much of a genteel gentleman to everything no. those thoughts. <laughs> that's why we swap out yeah, a horse every year. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, regardless, I was firing at minus nine, so I was on four dice on sixes, and he kept on dodging towards me, and I spent like four orders or something just trying to put this thing down, and it didn't work. Um, and I think if I was on nines... We kind of agreed at the end of the game that that probably would have made that difference. And we asked Gab about it at the end of the game instead of when we should have. And he mm. said, no, it doesn't get cover. So anyway, that ran me out of order. I ran back and I thought I'd killed so much to put it down that there's no way that I had board control. Like I had mm. fire control over the board. So as it turns out, not so cleverly, I put the avatar in suppression fire on top mm. of the building. Right. Yeah, um, more towards the center of the board, um, thinking that anything that took it on was just going to die. What I didn't uh, really take account of is a how many tact awareness orders he had, and b how good that freaking Rendak is. Oh yeah, at, at reviving people. things. <laughs> 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 it's be right down the side of the building. Double medic hit the Kaitok and got it back up. Double kit the uh, medic hit the Surya H and G, um, and um, brought that back up. Right, that he threw smoke from the um, either and the Dalasi or the, <laughs> and then and then just put the Yaogat facing my avatar and fired four shots through uh, smoke. And like, for he, did he, he reformed the five man link. Yeah. So for anybody playing at home, if you want something that an avatar does not like, it does not <laughs> like being shot through smoke by MSV at all. <laughs> yeah. Because the MSV ignores its min minus six and imposes a minus six on it um, for firing through the smoke. So effectively, that's a, that's a 12 swing, right? Yep. It was not good. It was not good. And I'm like, do I dodge? But if I... But I'm in suppression fire. That gives you like a minus three, and like I, I don't know. Anyway, I was like, "Fuck it, I'll try and kill you." Um, oh, sorry, I probably can't say that word, but I did. No, um, absolutely can. <laughs> absolutely can. <laughs> Hold on, Julian's been on this podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so he shoots at the avatar and and puts it down to one wound in one shot. And I'm like, "What?" Because oh, he didn't wait. have that many. Or wait, were you? Like, were, I killed. Were, were you the guy that I walked past the table and was like, okay, so take eight saves? Because I'm sure that happened <laughs> at some point. It, it could well have been. It could well have been. Yeah, I was uh, just like, oh no, someone's about to have a life, bad time. <laughs> and then he takes a second shot and puts a second level on combat, to which we're ah. both groaning, right? Because I'm like, oh, my other... Like, oh, I didn't kill it. And so... Oh. He'd run out of orders then, right? So it, the avatar's standing there, unconscious, on top of a building, one shot away from death. Oh, and then so he cool. says, 
so I'm going to bring something on off the board. And I'm like, what? But but if you bring a, uh, like Moritz don't have hidden deployment, and if you bring a drop trooper, it won't have any orders. He's like, yes, but explode is a thing. So he brings oh. his <laughs> exploding uh, <laughs> AD trooper and lands it right next to Dr. Worm, of course. So, oh, and I'm just God. like, Oh, you evil, evil, but clever <laughs> bastard. Uh, right? so and I, it's one of those things that you're like really hating the game, but you like can't help admiring at the same time. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I kind of help. I hope this comes off for you because it's such a cool Fucking brutal. That's so good. And not only could he catch Dr. Worm, because I had first turn, I didn't really think I had to defend that much. Dr. Worm and the mentor and... um. An Icadron wall bunched, right? So the Icadron flamethrowers him, I think. I think the Mentor probably dodged, and I think um, Dr. Worm dodged. He landed oh. landing. Dr. Worm made his dodge. He, I think he took out the Mentor and the Icadron, and his drop trooper died to the flamethrower. Oh, so, oh. was so close. <laughs> I mean, super lucky for me, right? Like, I don't know what the odds are between the drop and the explode against the dot, but it, you know, you got to give it to him for like, oh yeah, for trying, that. yeah, mate. That was the right time to do it. If there was ever a time to do it, it was, like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one just... of those games where you just like both like, oh, and every dice roll and love stuff. Yeah, it was really good. I can just imagine Hugh just being like, yes, but dodge is a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how he would have put it as well. Yeah. Yes, but explode is a thing. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah don't explode is a thing. Explode is a thing, yeah. Explode is a thing. fucking hilarious. Such a genteel way of putting it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so then I guess, you know, because Dr. Worm didn't um, die and he was out of orders, I, I, I run Dr. Worm or and he's... Um, Slave bot up. I had thought that you know I would have fire control point and Doctor Worm could just run mm. around and grab all the the supply mm. boxes. But it wasn't to be. He heals up um, the avatar to two wounds, yeah. and then the avatar um, rises rises again and um, enacts some vengeance on the Yalgat. But here is where <laughs> I think we made a second rules mistake and I didn't even realise it until um, somebody mentioned it in the Sith chat the other day, like days after. The Avatar shoots at the Yalgat uh, and the Dadarazi. I'm not sure if it killed the Dadarazi or not, but it puts the Yalgat unconscious. Mm-hmm. However, it shouldn't have put the Yalgat unconscious. It should have killed it because multi-HMGs have shock. I was thinking that Yalgat was a, a, an AQI, like the Kaitok and the um, Suyat that I put no. before. So I oh. think it, I could be wrong. I definitely put it unconscious. I don't think I would have called AP on that shot. It's unlikely. So yeah, it's armor it three, but yeah, no, it's armor three, it but yeah. Yeah, I, there's no way I'm, yeah. Um, Hugh might uh, uh, contradict me and say that I didn't call it AP, but I think we just forgot about the shock. Mm-hmm. So I put the Yalgat unconscious. I didn't have um, – and I think I moved Norkis around a bit, um, and but that was basically my turn, right? This um, is supplies. Has anybody got a box yet? No, nope, nobody's got a box yet. 
Fuck. Okay. Wow. And so, so, so you, then, you would have obviously spent that first turn or second turn in loss of the tenant, but you would have had enough command tokens to make that work. Yes, that's why I had few orders to do it. Yeah, that, that's. I was just thinking I must have had more orders than that, but I can't remember. What it, but that's Wait, why. Wouldn't, I, wouldn't, wouldn't he have him in Monaco? No, because he was, un, he was unconscious. Funny. Yeah, but and you can activate mnemonica then but correct me if i'm wrong i think it kills the model that you uh use mnemonica on correct you can activate um, it when you go and i didn't want to kill my avatar yeah so if you use mnemonica the avatar dissolves into the ground and then you know goes back up into yeah and you're not in loss with your tenant yeah. but but also imatrons are better. so there's a couple of orders there and then mm. you know i had command tokens so that's what i did yeah i, I use it Four or five orders to like heal it up, shoot the yoga. Emetron should not have better in hot take. Yeah, for, uh, you know, whatever nerf you want, want to give CA, I, I won't argue with you too hard. <laughs> no, no, no nerf for CA. <laughs> <laughs> so then, of course, he uses that freaking Rindac to get the yoga back up and this time fucking kill the avatar, right? <laughs> Way oh, you. Oh. And I'm just yes. like, you, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but Wait, did you, know, you not he, see that coming? Well, no, I totally saw it coming. I just didn't want to see it coming. <laughs> yeah, um, so, you know, and then we're so laughing at this game because it's so sweet. Like my first turn, we both thought he was just getting trashed and then I thought I was getting trashed and then I put his yoga down and I thought he was getting, like, you know, because he could have failed the paramedic role, right? Um, so then my last turn, I've got one turn left and I'm like, oh, fuck this up. I've lost the avatar by putting it in suppression on a roof where it can't guts back into cover. So dumb. But anyway, I'm like, well, I've still got Norkis, right? I'm not in loss of lieutenant because of mnemonica. Um, and so Norkis just does Norkis things. He just uh, super jumps to one uh, objective Kill some. I think he kills the Kaitok and the. Um, actually, the Kaitok got um, chain chain coded by a gar a tiger and died in his turn. And then um, Norkis um, jumped around, killed um, Anyat or something that was on the roof protecting a supply box. Grabs one supply box, runs over to the second um, supply um, box, hands the. Uh, supply crate that he's got to the Gryph operator so he can grab a second one and then freaking fails his whip check on my last order to get the second one. Um, I, I rolled a 19 in the uh, 15. Very so that, was, that was awful. So then um, Hugh's got a last turn with not too many orders to get that supply box off the Gryph operator to win. Mm. He runs the Rindak over, um, gets the, uh, almost to the, um, to the Gryph operator, I think kills it, but Norkius um, dodges into close combat with him on his second last order, which prevents him picking up the supply box on his last order. Disgusting. <laughs> and I think I got a classified um, from repairing the avatar. I had test run, which was pretty good. Mm. And then I got secure HVT um, from Norkius being uh, close to his HVT near the supply box. 
and I got a point from my enemy not having supp any supply boxes, so it ended up 3-1, um, which... Wow. I was so... You know those games that you are just convinced you lose and you feel like you should basically resign? In, mm -hmm. in my last turn, I thought that was the case, and even somewhat into his um, last turn, I thought was the case. And well, it's something I've often seen that players that win tournaments win those games where they think yeah. they've lost, but they keep on going and find a way to. And uh, I managed it. So, um, very nice. Mm. Hats off to Huey, played an amazing game, and um, it was so fun. He had an amazing yeah. tournament, to be honest. He had yeah, a, he, he had did, a really he, good tournament. Huey did very well, and Huey's, Huey's uh, come on leaps and bounds since he started the game. Like, I feel like I only really. Uh, he only joined, I think, during COVID, and um, I think he just he's, poor, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think he bounced off a few armies, like bounced off Hack, bounced off some other armies, and then picked up um, Morats, and has been doing really well mm -hmm. with them. So it's good. Um, quick clarification. He's had a good guide. So um, Antipodean Bolt on our Patreon chat, which is otherwise known as Trent, has said ladders and stairs gain cover, climbing plus no cover. So if you imagine a ladder, ladders and stairs work the same way. Uh, if you're using them to do the up and down, because they count as vertic uh, horizontal surfaces, you will gain cover. But if you're going up a vertical surface using climbing plus, you don't gain cover. Well, that's, that was Hugh's interpretation. Uh, there's yeah. definitely a line in the rule that says you do not gain cover on a vertical surface. So yeah. I, I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong. It's up for debate, Gavis. Gav certainly ruled the way that uh, you would not get cover. So, yeah. I don't know. And that's why I have really, to have teals. The, the Yalgat mistake uh, was probably a worse one than, than the, um, the ladder yeah. mistake. You know what? If, if I'm wrong about it, then I'm glad that we played it that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, you probably would have gone shock, um, you know, to kill it rather than take it down to, from arm three to arm two. I mean, maybe I forgot to say, well, I, I don't know, but yeah. it's just one of those, I think Infinity is one of those games where there are rules mistakes mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. simply have to accept that in, in yes. as good grace as you can. Unless, maybe unless you're some kind of rain man about the rules. Um, <laughs> That you know, but all of us make mistakes, and you just got the best. Yeah, yeah, you just got to. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to round three, final sure. round for day one, which was supremacy, and we all know who you who you face because uh, he's on the show. Uh, oh no! Hold on, didn't I play Rory? Oh no, that's right, I played uh, Nick. Uh, so yeah, Nick. Um, in true Melbourne gentlemanly style, he played this whole game like a, a real gentleman. He was so uh, uh, easy to get along with and, and, and nice about everything. really appreciated it. So uh, he mentioned a, a little um, uh, mistake that he made mm -hmm. uh, in the game and, and whether he should have asked to um, take it back. Yeah, I was going to bring this oh, up. Yes, Perfect. Yes. Uh, you're one step ahead. So... Um, I wanted to mention first that I think I made a similar mistake um, first order of the game, funnily enough. Um, he, uh, I won the role and, and went first. He's described the game, um, so I'll just be fairly short about it. Yep. Uh, Beculo in, in his zone to, to help capture that zone. And same typical thing, I was going first. I was going to you know, shoot everything with the avatar and then kiss mm -hmm. it across and, 
and kill everything I, I could, hopefully pushing some buttons on the way. Mm-hmm. That was the general plan. I was a bit exhausted at the end of the day and decided to deploy my avatar in line of fire of his war corps, which normally I would never deploy the piece that I want to attack with in line of fire of anything because you can get trapped that way, especially against a faction that has good HD ARO pieces. Yes. And that's exactly what happened. So I moved the avatar and I, I was very foggy minded at the time. And I didn't really intend to. He had a long yar out and the, and the war corps. And I intended to take on the war corps and then kill the long yar and hopefully bait out if yep. there was one there. But I made the mistake of moving the avatar a little too far into both the uh, war corps and the long yar's line of fire, um, not really intending to. Um, and then Nick checked with me. Um, like the gentleman is, whether um, my my avatar was in line of fire of the long yard. And mm-hmm. I, at that point, realised I'd made a mistake um, mm-hmm. and kind of wanted to take it back but felt like it wasn't the right thing to do. So my mm-hmm. response was, well, it is where it is. I, from looking at it, I think it's in line of fire of the long yard, so I'm going to take that. Um and so I did, and of course, then he revealed his um, hundun, which uh, had me in a bit of a trap because I was being fired oh, yeah. at by a walker, a hundun, and a lunya with a panzerfaust at the same time. Yikes! Um, so I just wanted to. He didn't in that. Maybe he didn't. He thought it was my um, move was more intentional than it was. Yeah. But I, but I did make that decision at that. But I didn't think it was the right thing to take it back, especially once the hundun's revealed, obviously. Yeah, then you can't, for sure. And and that, I guess that's my point about these things. My general rule for takebacks, I think, is what I think is fair is takebacks are fine as long as um, no information has changed, nothing's changed about the game state. Yeah. So, yeah, so just to ask, if he did ask, for, for to when he stepped inside the repeater range, the and and the suppression fire of the avatar because what happened for the people who didn't last episode and have don't have three hours to give away. Mm. Uh, basically, he stepped in front. He used his tag, the blue wolf, to step into line of sight of the avatar, mm. not realizing the avatar was a on suppression and b there was a repeater within eight inches. My take on this was like you could have just asked take that back and be like, sorry, actually, do you mind if I don't move or do that? I'll actually move another way or I'll do something else, but I'd still spend the order potentially. But, um, yeah, but I guess Nick's, Nick's uh, uh, I guess, reply was it's, you know, high. Ta- uh, we were quite high up in the tables and it, it f- didn't feel right. But, yeah, I'm curious, what do you reckon the right thing to do there is? If he had have asked, I would have too. Um, I was- yeah, sorry, sorry, what was that you said? If he had have asked, I, I would have allowed him to. Mm. I would have let him take the move back. I, I was a bit foggy-minded at the time as well, and often I would actually um, remind somebody that there was a repeater there. Yeah. But I also, what I did do actually was the order before, I, or a couple of orders before, I started measuring the zone of control of his um, Blue Wolf after it moved, which is the legal time to do so. Yes. Um, you see if it was enraged by repeaters, 
which I'm very surprised that he missed. And yeah, that was both of you pretty funny. Remember exactly what you're thinking, but my feeling was that it was a bit of a hint about that. Mm, You've got yeah. to remember also, technically, the zone of control of a repeater is not open animation. You don't. No, get it's to, not. Yeah. So, so when he when he moved his blue wolf, technically, if you're playing technical to the rules, yes. When he moved his blue wolf, he can measure the zone of control, but he cannot move the position of the, of no, the blue wolf. He can't. Because hidden info, uh, not hidden information, but, but non yeah, private information yeah. has been revealed that he's in a repeater. So, yeah, if fair play, enough. If you're playing technically correctly, uh, information has been changed and he should not be. However, if he had have asked, I would have let him. And. Yeah. I wouldn't have felt too bad about it, although I do think it's kind of those kind of edge cases. Yeah. And I, cause, yeah. and I do have a lot of respect for his point of view that he had made that mistake and he chose to own it. And yeah. and in a, in a casual game, I probably would insist that the person change that because I don't really want to win games yeah. like exactly. making a silly mistake, even at a tournament. Um, yeah. Because we were both tired and you know, um, weren't thinking super clearly. It was a, a sort of a messy interaction, and I just found it hilarious at the time, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that, sure. that, that was like... So, that was... And, and to give you an indication of how not well I was thinking, I was measuring from Norkius to see if he was in zone of control of Blue Wolf 2 and, and thinking, oh, is, is he a millimetre in or a millimetre out? Not thinking that it didn't matter because the repeater was definitely... Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. In any case, I think he was in trouble even if he wasn't in um, zone of control of yeah. a repeater because the avatar beat him in the face to face anyway and he took a wound. Um, yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know that it would make that, like, it might have made it a I'm not sure yeah. it was changing the result of the game, although it was enormously hilarious to me and enormously embarrassing to him i think yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i guess yeah i i guess what i'm driving at though is not so much if it would have changed the game i guess what i'm driving at is the the intention of playing a game in a competitive environment and a casual environment both with, aim with at making so, 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 no, this, so, so let, let me let me just uh, i'll okay. just it, I'll just dump uh, my what's on my mind, and then you guys can just unpick it. Uh, basically, the intent of having a game with someone is to play your best, right? Mm-hmm. And making such an obvious mistake is something which no player would do intentionally, right? Because this simply it's a it's a complete blunder, right? Um, yeah. And I just think you know the ability to ask your opponent to take that back regardless of the setting because it's too obvious and say it's not like it's not like i've chosen the wrong ammo type or i've i've not you know got my measurement on my range bands right i've yeah. just simply completely forgot this is there and i completely forgot that's in this state whatever and basically what i'm saying is i think it's okay to ask that because i think both of you are trying to play, get the best game you can even if it is a competitive environment and i think that's I what makes it okay to ask I agree with you. There's a slight wrinkle that, you know, you you can blunder into a, a repeater unintentionally mm. without making that uh, obvious mistake, if you know what I mean, because you don't know mm. quite where the edge is. You don't is. know where the edge is. Yeah. 
And I think I, it was quite obvious um, to, that that repeater was there because I mm. did a coordinated move with the avatar, with that repeater, deliberately to put it in front of the avatar mm. to um, screen it. And, and I thought that was very obvious and Nick knew it. But as I said, we were both a bit frazzled and I wasn't thinking it through yeah. that clearly. And, and my answer is if he had have asked to mm. take it back, I would have let him take it back, although I think it's a little more of a closer edge case than some other things. But I wouldn't have held it yeah. against I, Yeah, I yeah fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I totally get it. Yeah. All right. And I think it's, a, oh. it's okay to let players, like if they, you know, I did the same thing in a practice game with the avatar, blundered it into a repeater because I was frustrated with a camo marker that Hannibal is fun um, baited me with and walked into a Panzerfaust at the same time and lost the avatar and it taught me a really good lesson which I needed to learn to um, do well at this tournament. So oh, Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer, but if somebody asked me nicely, I would let them take it back and often I would warn them in advance and say, you know, there's a repeater there. There's a repeater there, yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. In yeah. this case, I do. It was round. It was round three. People, people were yeah. cooked. Like we, we all, we all made those similar mistakes where we're like, okay, so yeah, so the repeater's there or whatever it is there. That guy's got a chain rifle, yeah. And then like two orders later, just wandering into the chain rifle range, going, oh fuck yeah, you, you yeah. said he had a chain rifle, <laughs> yeah. and I just did that. Can I just take that back? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I told you. And you're like, yeah, I just fucking forgot. And then you do yeah, it. But sometimes, yeah. sometimes you're like, any... here now. Yeah, I don't think anybody, you know. Everybody allows, or some people might not, but everybody would allow, you yeah. know, you to go around. Yeah, you know, exactly. Mine or a chain rifle, where it's really obvious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the repeaters are just slightly weird because it's yeah. not. It's not open. But, but I, yeah. yeah. I guess if you guys mentioned the repeater before doing the measurement, then that would be in a better place to take back. But after measurement, it's probably a bit too late. So. Yeah. 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 Maybe maybe I was a bit quick to measure. I I don't know, but you know, yeah, I don't know. I was I was in a depleted state at the time. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, so how did the rest of the game go? Um, well, basically, you know, once the blue wolf was possessed, um, then killed his own trooper in ARO with CC, which both he and I. He could have dodged the um, yes. yeah. the trooper into it with CC. Then I dodged, a, ran a Garki into it, or dodged a Garki into it, so that when he got it back, it'd be engaged. Um, we forgot. Val mentioned last night that the um, Speculo was unconscious and should have scored. I'm not sure if that made a difference or not. Nick seemed to think it, it wouldn't. Um, basically, a long yard uh, mine exploded on it and um, killed it, and it shotgun the long yard back but i forgot that it was an ap mine or a shock mine in my yeah. head that specular was dead um but after the the you know the avatar did a lot of damage first turn then he came back with the blue wolf i possessed it and killed it and then norcus ran around the and uh killed most of his army um 80s lieutenant and then i ran my shrouded down and um pushed a button um and Norkis had pressed another two. So I ended up winning two um, rounds of supremacy and having three consoles. And I don't recall about um, about classifieds. Classified. I do remember Nick um, thinking about how he was going to um, 
drop trooper right at the end of the game the last order in loss of lieutenant just so it wouldn't count as dead (laughs) also it was kind of funny um but we ended it there i know nick was quite embarrassed and kind of time i saw about the um wondering just because it just seemed so funny but um to me it seemed like he wanted to own a mistake and he didn't ask so yeah exactly right no he definitely did yeah Okay, so that's day one over with. Uh, how did you feel after the first after the first three rounds? Um, good, good, but shattered, I guess. Yeah. Like three games of Infinity just does mean often I have a shocking headache after three because it's just thinking so hard for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so just wiped out, really. But going to the pub and having a drink and hanging out with um, Alistair and Harrison and that, um, and everybody was there. That was good, apart from waiting for a uh, chicken curry. <laughs> seemed um, a little bit excessive. I wish I had to come to the pizza store. I oh, know, yeah. same here, mate. The Jesus. pizza place will live on in, in memory. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next year uh, we'll maybe. all go there as a group. Yeah, for sure. That's... Um, any, 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 highlight, any, any highlights from the evening, or did you go to bed early? Uh, no, I just had my dinner, had a few drinks, had a chat uh, about the current New South Wales energy crisis with Alistair, <laughs> who, who worked as a trader for uh, an energy company, which was fascinating. Oh. Hung out, saw a few people, uh, went to bed fairly early, put my um, earplugs in and got a blissful, restful night's sleep. That's good. That's good. You didn't. You didn't hear us. You didn't hear us walking by the Imperial at like <laughs> two in the morning with Val going. We should just get a taxi. What fucking the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I did not hear a freaking word. <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, um, uh, I don't know if you're uh, if you're wanting to crack on with the next two rounds, or if you want to have a quick break before you got into the last two rounds, or what do you want? Crack on. I'm easy. All right. Well, so well, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll crack on. We'll do we'll do the final two rounds, and then we've got a bit of a wrap up. Um. So, uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we're yeah. we're into round four, which is rescue. Um. Did you yeah. did you found out who you were playing against? Uh, the night before, yeah. Yeah, and it was um, Rory from Queensland, who I had uh, previously played at uh, Cancod Top Table in two thousand and seventeen. Um. And it was lovely to play him again. We had a fairly kind of an ill-tempered top table game in 2007 uh, where we only got to the end of round one by uh, Dice Down. And uh, we were drawn at that point and I wanted to stop the game because I win the the tournament, I think, if if we drew. And he did not. And the um, T.O., my friend um, Dion, uh, got us to play an extra... um, turn and he flogged me so it was nice to see him again (laughs) (laughs) um he's a he's a super smart guy um oh yeah so smart and and really precise about the way he plays there's a lot i admire about um like i said in the chat he's the that two lists that are are almost the same are very good to play infinity Mm. because um of the muscle memory advantage it gives you Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah, so it was really good to play him. The game, I don't think I've ever seen anybody fucked over by a table quite as much as Rory was fucked by oh. this table. Ooh, interesting. Go on. 
So he had, um, he, I think I won and, and the Lieutenant Roland decided to go first, but um, it had a bad side and then it had a side where there was this big wall that was, that enclosed a lot of the um, deployment zone. What was the, ta- was, do, you, do you remember the table, much of it? It was over on the um, right-hand side as you walk in, and it had, like I said, that, that, and then a few buildings in the middle. It had a armory-type building in his deployment zone on his left um, and a big building on his right. Um, it had those, like, acrylic bits in walls that you can pull out, and we decided they were like, Star Trek doors. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nice looking table and it was a good table. The only problem was that um, for an S2 model, the big walls that enclosed a lot of my deployment zone were quite a trouble because they could not get through them without going through the doors, which we ruled the doors, Star Trek doors, like no um, short skill to open them. You could just walk through them partially to make that a little easier. But the problem is that the avatar those walls like they're nothing yeah but he his assassins he was playing um assassin Baran, um and his models um could not get through there easily and mine could easily mm. um and on top of that there's the exclude um which may and he he failed uh three day arbitrations in a row and then decided not to chance it with four mm. and it just meant my avatar could just kind of away from easily and he couldn't get near it with the days or anything like that and it could have cover and overwatching fire um without being able to be got to really um so that was very difficult for for his um squishy little man compared to my giant big angry robot <laughs> um, in terms of how the game went um i went first the avatar just came out um, killed a couple of um, the Dalami, and he had a, a, a Muyib link, which um, had Leela Sharif, the HRL Muyib, um, and uh, a Spitfire, AP Spitfire Muyib, and a couple of, um, which wasn't in the link but was near them. And then on the other side, he had the um, Asawira Spitfire in a um, Harris with I'm not sure what else. Mm. Um, so the way the game played out is that the Avatar just ran forward, killed a couple of Dale Army, killed the HRL um, Muyib, which was the main threat to it and the biggest um, chancy dice roll of the game, I guess. And then Norkius ran over the uh, across the table to um, take out his Barid, which I thought was the big threat or one of the big threats to... Um, the avatar with its hacking device, and then Norkius uh, fucked it, basically. <laughs> he had three dice on 18s for a trinity against the Brood, which I think was probably Rory's. Um, and oh, his, he, his, I rolled, his, um, LT. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I rolled a 19, a 20, and two, mm. and then Brood rolled under 14 for its oblivion, and then um, Norkius which wasn't the best, but also isn't too bad because it still leaves a, a piece in his on his side of the board that 
he has to deal with because it'll just reset. Um, so he started moving his link team around and then realized that every time he moved, Marcus would reset. And even those on a uh, minus nine, six is going to happen at some point. Yes, um, yes. Wait a minute. So, so why, why, why would he get to reset every time? Well, because you're moving within his zone of control, so it gets a reset. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, within zone of control. Yep, 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 yep. So then um, he did manage to get his killer hack, Lila Sharif, I think, um, close mm-hmm. to Norkius and eventually kill him. Um, mm-hmm. But it took a lot of his turn um, where he was a bit depleted on orders after I killed a few things. And then he killed a couple of Garkis or, uh, or Tigers um, mm-hmm. and just moved his Fidays around a little bit. He had a lot of trouble moving Fidays around because I dodged a couple of targets towards them and anywhere they went because um, they've got the sixth sense, they could just kind of follow the um, for days around so could really get away You're from so them. so good at that, um, right? Fucking <laughs> cunts. Yeah, you told me one more about one of your games, Kevin, where you like just follow something around. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's why they're really good at um, defending the avatar, one of the reasons. Mm. And so he ended up dropping a mine with one of the days um, and moving another one around and I think they both ended out of um, impersonation because he couldn't re-impersonate them um, because the tigers were watching them. (laughs) 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 Fucking rats. I know. They're so annoying and so good if you're playing them. Um, And it was just kind of a little bit with the for days. I think he was planning on run um, uh, civilians back, but he couldn't Mm -hmm. really do that with the tigers just annoying him. So then it became yeah. my turn again, and basically the Tigers just berserk into the Fidays, right? Yeah. Um, and yep. kill them, which is, you know, they're so good, but they're 30 points-ish each, and a six-point berserks into them and kills them. You know, I think he dropped another mine uh, when it berserked um, just mm. to help me, stop me um, getting back. And then between the, the mobility of the avatar, the, uh, the Grife, which could be on the other side of the board, I could, because I had fire control at that point, the, the avatar was overwatching a lot of the board and he didn't have anything out to stop me. The Grife could, again, just get there the, with the MSV against um, the non-rescue HVT, um, and then I could grab a couple of civilians and run across the board and put the avatar um, in uh, suppressive fire in the middle of the board. Then we realised at that point where the time trouble because we're both quite thoughtful people, I suppose, mm. that can think things out to to exactness, and we decided to just fast play from that point. So Rory then played a, like, five, six-minute turn, um, running mm-hmm. his link team across the board, throwing some smoke out, grabbing a couple of civilians um, and running back. Um, and then I played a, like, six-minute turn, um, my last turn just running mainly just running the avatar um, down a flank and killing that entire link team with it and killing the Brid um, as it tried to oblivion me. Um, and then Rory was in loss of lieutenant. He didn't have an awful lot to do. He ran the Asquira. Failed it, I think. Oh, and sorry, sorry, what, sorry, what was that? It just broke up a second there. He um, uh, ran the Asquira out um, in, in loss of lieutenant and retreat, I think, in his turn, tried oh. to do a classic load, but did not get it, and then was quite surprised. Um, I think Rescue has changed 
and you mentioned it last time, that you have to have the civilian synced. So he uh, thought yes, one well. in his demo, <laughs> but it was not. But it was not synced because I killed his link team with the avatar. Uh, um, so I ended up see. with with a civilian in my um, deployment zone and civilian in my dead zone and having done a, a classified, which I'm not so sure exactly what the, the score was, but it, that's a major. It was enough. Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, no, nicely done. So that, that was quite an interesting list. I haven't, I'm yet to see many Muyubs being run in Assassins. It seems to be very much like Gulams, Asabira, Fidesz, Dilami, but you saw some Muyubs in there. I think that, yeah, I, I don't mind the mood. That, that one with the HRL has MBO or, or TAC Awareness. It's got maybe. TAC Awareness and Exposure and it's BS13. It's pretty decent. Yeah, TAC Awareness on it. I, I wouldn't mind even taking two of them in a link just to get two TAC Awarenesses, right? And if there's one thing I'm scared of in Infinity, it's fire because I've failed so many fire saves <laughs> and you just keep on going. It is just so depressing to just keep on failing and failing and failing. It's kind yeah. of like good for fire, right? Fire is supposed to be scary, and it is. Yeah, yeah, it's not as scary as it used to be. Um, mm. Well, um, I just want to take a quick. I'll, I'm going to pause the recording for a second. Just. Uh, okay, so uh, round five. So that was uh, another major for you. So that's four majors, uh, four rounds, and uh, no, no, we, uh, the hue was a minor three-one. And by the way, I think. Serendipitously, that was um, a bit of a mini submarine because I think if I had a major Hugh, I might have come across Rob Cantrell or Ed from oh, Campbell. right. And so I did not. And they drew and kind of um, knocked each other down a bit. Um, yeah. So that was, that was quite fortuitous for me, I think. That was, that was the meme, wasn't it? That was the meme uh, that we had. Uh, on crep posting afterwards was like the um was was the epic battle of the two Godzilla and everyone's like what shall we do and they're like just let them fight <laughs> like New South Wales is like let them fight <laughs> well it that's worked fun. out that's fucking great oh, it's I was not unhappy to hear that put it that way <laughs> no absolutely okay not. Yeah. so who was your round five opponent. My round five opponent was my um, very good friend, Tom Boll, um, who, Tom Boll, like I said this about everybody, they're all, you know, most players are, are pretty good guys, but Tom is such a gentleman. He's a crazy smart. He's like a PhD physicist, and he explained his PhD to me once, and I didn't understand what he said. And he's, a, he's the most gentlemanly, polite some people are just gifted with all of it and you're jealous of them, but he's, I, I, there is nobody that I would rather play a game of Infinity with than Tom Wow. And so much for Melbourne glowing, being first Glowing, re glowing review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we had lunch together on Saturday and uh, then we are um, on Sunday, so it was great. Uh, he was no. playing Shazvasti. And I was like, beforehand, I was like, what am I going to do against Sphinx double uh, specular? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, I don't know why, but he did not bring Sphinx double specular. He brought his other list. Oh. It still had double specular, mine layers, um, but it did not have the Sphinx. Oh, um, yeah. He had, right. 
it had a TR bot. It had um, Dr. Worm. It had a bunch of camo markers, some of which were Calibans and some of which were Shrouded. Um, you know, it had the typical uh, Ikadrons and um, Tigers. And his Tigers were um, the Shock AP ones, mm-hmm. whereas mine were the AP... Uh, were the DA ones. I took the the Gryphon for every um, game except for Supremacy, and for the first time, I lost the lieutenant role. And Tom decided to oh. go first. Oh boy! Yes. Okay, tell us more. Go Tom! No, sorry. <laughs> we even know how it ends, but we we're still cheering. Right? Yeah. So the mentor was like, "Damn, my count! It's useless." Um. So he deployed the two spec. Uh, obviously, uh, he deployed first, but uh, held back Speculos. Um, no, he didn't. He one Speculo he placed, and one Speculo he held back. And I oh, held so he, back. Did, he did. He did spend the command token. He did spend the command token, but I think um, to put it in a good spot. Which was, oh, sorry, was sorry, a, you broke up there. What was that? He held back a TR bot. Ah, okay. He, of a speculo, which was an interesting and good choice. I held back, um, obviously, the avatar and um, the grife um, because I get two without spending a command token and you spend the extra one when you go set. Um, so he, he, you know, uh, I just spread everything out to give him um, minimum targets, trying to, trying to watch each other, of course. And I, I oh know actually I did not hold back the uh, the um, the Grife. I held back Doctor Worm. Um, I put the because he deployed first. I put the Grife next to his HVT, and I held back Doctor Worm, thinking that if he deployed um, a Speculo in my deployment, I could mm. surround it with two slave bots, or if not, I could deploy the slave bots to watch him and um, be able to hide Doctor Worm from just getting instantly Speculoed. Wow. Very so, cool. Yeah, so I put um, Dr. Worm on a roof and I put the two bots um, watching towards where his speculos, which he deployed just outside my deployment zone. He didn't call for it and put the mines in convenient places, of course, just outside my deployment zone. And then I deployed the avatar as an ARO piece with um, good lines of fire, but somewhere that it couldn't just be instantly shot at. Um, so if it was approached, it could, um, you know, make force the speculos at least to throw or slow down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so were you not scared? So what was your plan for him just doing an assassination run and hoping for the monofilm and blade to come through against the avatar? Well, the problem is that I, I get to deploy, because the avatar's deployed from reserve, I get to deploy it after both of his reserves. So I can just deploy it away from them, right? It's not like the old days with Stratagos where you could make your opponent not have a reserve and then deploy your reserve right Yeah, That's another little stealth buff to the Avatar, like it didn't didn't need uh, enough. Um, Yeah, okay, gotcha. I could put it a bit away for them and could make a gauntlet of a net of spread out Tiger, Icadrons, you know, Norkius, Flash Pulse Spot, just to make... Him suffer discovers um, before he got to me. Assassination run, yeah, and and hopefully get target right. Mm. So what he did was um, 
despite my best efforts to hide Dr. Worm, um, he moved Speculo one order. I discovered it, brought it down a, a level with my bot. He drew line of fire a sneaky way that I didn't realize to Dr. Worm and just shot Dr. Worm dead. So that was awesome. Um, and then he moved his um, speculars around just trying to engage soft targets because mm. I think he didn't think that he could get to the avatar. But um, And he, I think he was a little bit surprised seeing him around because he shouldn't have been because he has targets himself. And they yep. just made enough of a mess of themselves that they could just slow him down and he only really killed like a flash pulse bot and Dr. Worm, I think, in his turn uh, and managed to get um, one of the um, then coordinated to re-impersonate re, uh, to impersonators just, just to make to them, them in. Yeah. Uh, so then in my turn, I just ran some warbands out and tried to dodge mines, setting them off. Um, which I think a Gaki probably died. And then I ran the avatar. First, I engaged the um, TR bot with the avatar ineffectually for a couple of hours and then just put it straight to dead, which Tom was a bit heartbroken about because his plan was to have it go unconscious, um, go prone behind a wall, and then bring it back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep. sort of 50 50 on that. Then I ran, ran the avatar over to the um, one of the speculars, which I dodged a t- couple of tigers near and then used their uh, irregular to try and discover it, just, you know, on the off chance. They're only whip 11, but when they're close, they're on eights or something. They failed, but so I ran the avatar over, um, discovered from close range, which it's on like a 14 because it's whip 17 yeah. plus three. Yes. Yeah. Mm. He didn't do anything, of course. And then the avatar, luckily for me, succeeded. And then I declared discover, um, to which he dropped the mine, to which I set sort of his... Um, oh, his... yeah. <laughs> and then there was a fire, uh, there was a speculo on the right CA side. Um, <laughs> I was quite happy about it. He was a little sad about it. But it was quite a good move to drop the mine because Tiger near it and the avatar so anything i did with any of those uh, models would then um explode that mine and some of them wouldn't get to dodge right unless it was mm. coordinated, which it couldn't be coordinated because the tigers are reg- regular and they're in yeah the very nice. so that was a that was clever um then i just uh used the extra orders left to run norkius up and, and grab a console which he does quite well because um, he's a hacker, and then just hide him a little bit. Um, so Tom's second turn, he spent running up a lot of t- tigers and um, trying to close combat my tigers, um, which I was really unsure about. Because mm. um, you're, like, you're just like killing each other. Yeah, there is a reason for it. Tom's pretty smart. <laughs> um, so, But because my tigers tended to have DA and his tended to have um, shock AP. I got two rolls at it and he got only got one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I tended to win those fights more often and make my armor rolls. And Tom was quite frustrated about it. Was he and, berserking or was he yeah, just Yeah, he'd be fighting? berserking, yeah. Yeah, he was berserking. Um, and then I was hitting him back and, you know, my DA beat his uh, AP shock. 
Um, and I kept on making the armor saves, and, and he was like, oh, what? Um, and he, I can't remember if it was in his second turn or his third turn. I think it was his second turn. He berserked a tiger into the HVT, which you have to kill. No, oh, yeah. Comps- um, and failed. Like oh, it made its armor made save the or something. Save, yeah. and, it was just, and the avatar then shot it on the way in and killed it. Um, which he was like, oh, my God. So then, you know, the, the mind blew up against the avatar. I think both the tigers made their saves weirdly um, or, or dodged or something. Um, so that was unfortunate for him. And then... He had a predator, um, didn't he? Um, yeah, he did have predator. <laughs> That's why. Um, and then uh, my... Either my second turn or my uh, third turn, the Grife was deployed right next to his HVT. It um, stood up, uh, uh, moved along a roof prone, shot an Icadron, then shot HVT dead, then moved into contact with a um, scenery item in his half of the table and decharged it. Got that. Um, and then I, I ran Norkius up across the board, I uh, got two more consoles. As I got the second one, he said, which was oh, like, oh, oh sorry, no, sorry, dude. sorry. What was, what was that? Um, Norkis ran across the board getting consoles and as he touched the, uh, he contacted the second one for this turn or the third one for me to get um, over on Tom's side of the board. Mm. And as he, he moved into contact with the, Objective moved away, and then Tom said, I reveal my Noctifer, um, which was a bit of a shit-your-pants moment. Um, and then Norkis proceeded to beat him in the um, gunfight. Oh, um, no. three, dice, three dice on sixes. I think I was quite close point, so I was like three dice on sixes, and he was like one on 12. And Norkis, over the course of two orders, put him dogged and then killed him. Um, and then we... We weren't sure about Norkis then pressed the button and like moved into a corner, um, basically. And I thought I had one more order to um, cyber mask him, but we weren't sure about the order count because Gav had come over and talked to us about something. And it was one of those things where I thought I'd spent the order and then went and did the thing, but then um, Tom thought I hadn't and we weren't really sure how to resolve it. And in the end, we rolled a dice um, to mm. see, which was which was good. There was a couple of little moments where we had, uh, you know, things like that. But Tom's such a gentleman, and I, I respect him so much that uh, it was easily. And so it ended up against me. So uh, Norkius did not get into Cybermask, which in Tom's third turn allowed him to Trinity um, Norkius um, to death with a shrouded hacker. And then he did this weird thing where um, he ran a Fide into an Imatron and pistoled it. And I'm like, this has got to be a classified, right? Oh, yeah, right, yeah. So he pistols it unconscious and then gets two classifieds off this Imatron. One, huh? was, one was Predator and the other one was whatever the one is in extremist recovery or something. Yeah, with the whip plus three, yeah. 
So he ends up with um, two, um, I think he actually did that on his second turn, actually, um, because he was going after Norkis but decided not to and decided to do this instead. And I was like, what? Anyway, I was super, super bummed that he killed Norkis him, um, just at the end of his um, third turn and it was going into my turn and I'm like, oh, I hope I haven't because of that order thing. And he's and Tom, the gentleman, he did, goes, you know you're winning, right? So I hadn't really counted the points. So, <laughs> uh, I, and I'm like, am I? And he's like, yeah. And then he worked it out with me. Um, and I was winning, and which I was like, well, what am I annoyed for? <laughs> um, so um, that was it. Basically, I, I, I ran Mentor up the half just to get uh, mapping, I think. Um, and Tom, the gentleman that he is, pointed out, although he was trying to get the target, I had actually got Predator in my reactive turn from my tigers killing his tigers instead of his tigers killing my tigers. <laughs> oh, fuck. I didn't realize yeah. I was so brain dead. Um, um, so that was lovely of him. Um, so I ended up with uh, more consoles um, pushed and more and three classifieds, which I think made it seven or eight. And he ended who, who up more, with more two players. of his classifieds and more specialist kills. So uh, I think it was yeah. eight five actually. Yeah. Oh, close game, yeah, because the, the specialist kills can really swing it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's two points for that. Yeah. four points for the. Uh, consoles and then the the classifieds, yeah. Classifieds and the and the designated target as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. And I'd done that, and he had because his berserk failed. Mm. Um, so the gripe really was clutch in a lot of those games, just getting rides yeah. and 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 killing things that had to die. Yeah, really good, a really good piece uh, for classifieds, absolutely. So, yeah. so that was, was so it was eight five. Eight five, yeah. Eight five. So and I wasn't sure I won that, at that point, but apparently I had. <laughs> uh, so you finished that game, and then we we pack up, and then we yeah. do the announcements. And how shocked were you when you found out you won? Um, I mean, Gav came over to me at the end of my game and said, "You've won top table. I think you've probably won, but I'm not promising that. We have to add it mm. up." Which ITS pack do you want if you want to win? If you win, do you want the Yotam one or do you want... So having had him said that to me, it was not a massive surprise to, to mm. win, although it was a relief to hear it. And when I, yeah. when I heard Rob Cantrell um, second, because he counted down from 10 to 1, oh, yes. I was like, well, well there's, I can't be 11th, right? I can't be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So that was awesome, and I got a great phone from me being like, "Yeah!" with the ring, Tom and um, David Fife, um, and that was that was great. Yeah. No, so well, that's... congratulations, mate. Well done. Well done. Sounds yeah. like, yeah, no, you played it well, and yeah, I Look, well deserved. I actually made quite a few mistakes, um, and and I'd like to play that avatar list a few more times just to like feel like I'm, you know, what a big thing for me about playing list develop three, right? I want to know it inside out and, and be able to play mm. it perfectly. And I do not feel like I'm at that stage. You're not there yet. No. But I'm it's interesting. Sure. It's interesting how much like um, 
the avatar forces your opponents to kind of make a mistake because it's it's so all or nothing not only for you but for them because if they spend yeah. their whole turn going for an attack run to try to destroy it or try really over focus on it and they don't get it it really wastes all their resources so it's it's hard it's it's hard to play against from like a mechanical point of view but also like a me- mental point of view sound and then if they don't do that and you can gain like active fire control like board control with its hmg then it forces them to like sneak around it right mm-hmm. um uh-huh. it's very uh-huh. once you can kill their main kind of active attack pieces with either it or norkius then it can really control the board in both active and reactive and it makes mm. it make it quite hard yeah like with shock rounds or something like that yeah well, especially in suppressive fire, like two third, like a third of the way up the board, something like that, um, in yeah, a position yeah, no. where it butts back into cover. You know, it can, unless you've got really good smoke or something, you need some way to deal with. It. Yeah, yeah and and on that tigers, when I first started playing Shazvasti, I was always running like four AP shock tigers, and the amount of times the tiger would like berserk into a rushi and the rushi would just pass his armor save and i'm like yeah. fuck like or just That's whatever it was it. and yeah yeah now ever since then like ever since like my first i don't know dozen games with them i've just moved i'll, I'll spend the extra four points and get like six it uh, gets four four tigers with da because they just do the job except ex- ex- except at one time where i berserked into a what was it it was like a Morlock. They they've got dogged, right, or something. Whatever has dogged, right? Meta chemistry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever has do- something has dogged, right? I've de- berserked into it with the double action, and they've passed one, failed one. And I've gone, fuck, because <laughs> it's still dogged. Where <laughs> if it was the AP shock, it would have died. <laughs> so, it's the right. only time where I've gone, I wish I had the AP shock, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> If you're berserking an avatar, you might want the AP. I don't know. Maybe, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe the AP shock for the for the avatar. But yeah, most of the time, double action is the way to go. So I'm yeah. not sure um, we'll ever play the avatar list again. Um, to be honest. Um, so you actually, yeah, this is, a, is this probably a good time to kind of ask and bring up the Swiss Miss article? Well, yeah. I want to I have a really quick break just yeah, because sure. my internet's starting to die and I want to like rejuvenate it with a little bit of, I don't know, just a slap on the butt or whatever I need to do. Um, sure, so we're going to have like a really quick five minute break and then we'll come back and talk about exactly what you just said and a little yep. bit of a wrap up for the weekend and then we can like get it done all before bedtime, hopefully. Is that okay? Yes, oh. yes, absolutely. Right, okay. We'll be right back, listeners. Okay, listeners, and we're back. Uh, sorry for that slight delay there to our Patreons. Just uh, had to work out my internet, but uh, we're back. And um, yeah, as we said, that was five rounds. Lachlan did very well. He came, came first, so that's about <laughs> as well as you can do. Um, didn't win best sports, though, but then neither did Victoria, so I can't really say that. Um. <laughs> I did have two of my opponents, uh, Tom and Hugh, told me that they voted for me for sports at least. So oh. I was happy to get, uh, uh, if they're telling me the truth, uh, at least a couple of votes for it. No, that's good. Oh, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Who did yeah, win uh, best sports in the end, actually? I can't remember who that was. Was it um, David? No. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I, I, I didn't recognize that person. No, it was Mark Chick. 
That's where oh, it was. was, of course. Well, also won the painting with the day with that cool Sin City JSA. Mm, that was That's mad. right, he did. That was so good. Yeah, right. That was and so Tom's good. Tom's Kostasty. Oh, they should have been equal firsts. They should have been. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That was that was incredible. The the bug, the insect um, yeah. paint job he did on them. So good. Yeah. yeah. And yet another talent talent of the amazing Tom Bog, like the best painter. Yeah. Like he's so amazing. Well, same as Rob Cantrell. Rob, when Rob Cantrell paints, fucking. When yeah, he plays, he's in he plays. Uh, uh, Toha look amazing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. absolutely okay. So, uh, yeah, so Nova Corps is wrapped up. Um, do you want to just want to give any, uh, I guess, a kind of highlights of the event? Uh, any anything that you you particularly enjoyed about the weekend, except for winning? Um, <laughs> the most. I had five great games, um, which was amazing. I often had that at tournaments. Um, I really enjoyed the game against you, and I really enjoyed the game against Tom, and I, I enjoyed the others um, too. Gav runs such a great event. He's such a personable person. He's so good at you know, make, cracking a, a joke in front of a crowd and, and getting everybody happy and excited. You know, he's, it was just a and he runs a beautiful event. Like he just everything he does, he wants to do like great. Mm. And um, that shows in the organisation of the event. And the two other TOs, Grady, um, the the only reason I wouldn't be ha- happy to have them as TO is because I'd like to play them because having played them yeah. both in the past, they're great players and, and great people as well. So couldn't, couldn't ask for more. And Jason doing the – and him as well, he's a great player too. Bringing that, yeah, J- yeah, Jason. Big shout out to Jason, he did a great job, yeah, yeah, yeah amazing. That crew, that Newcastle cool, tight crew, um, Infinity in Australia wouldn't be the same without them, mm, yeah. They got a good foundation, good foundation, oh, people. That's some lovely sentiment, yeah, excellent. Um, any any improvements from the the weekend that you could uh throw, throw uh, towards the teals now? I can't, the last. Um, Nova Core, I thought maybe there weren't some tables didn't have a sideboard, which can be a bit um, difficult if you've got a command panel. But all of them did this time. Every table was great. I honestly can't even really think of anything to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the idea that maybe you could spend or like community fun things for us to do or something rather mm-hmm. than, and that wouldn't be bad. But also, it's great to give. I think all the prizes really should go to the new players um, because yeah. we got the shit we want, you know. Um, it is good to give prizes to to encourage them. Um, mm-hmm. That'd be all, though, I guess. Like, And Gav did that anyway, so I've got no criticisms at all. It was probably the best run event I've ever been to. Yeah, yeah, there was heaps of prizes and they went to everybody and, like you say, you know, people like Mark Chi and that got really good prizes for being best sport best painted um you had all the prizes during the weekend as well for all of the various uh, challenges which is always good too um yeah i can't really complain about the prizes i did like the nespresso machine that was awesome that was funny yeah that was awesome. i think i would like to see more non-infinity prizes we were discussing this about bcb and a lot of like you say a lot of veterans already have the blisters that you they, they want they have the army boxes that they want if it's not a limited edition 
um, you know, tech bay. If it's not like, mm. if it's not Gavin yeah. in a thong, I don't know if I want a miniature. Maybe you know, <laughs> yeah. they, we should be, you know, giving it's away like pa- sentimental infinity prizes. Or something, right? It should be like maybe paints or paints or paint brushes, maybe or uh, a three. I thought of maybe like custom jer- jerseys or something with your name mm. on it and. You know, painting winner. The only problem with that is people are different sizes, obviously. So it might be a little bit difficult. You, you, or need you to could, you could yeah. do like that kind of year twelve hoodie, right? Where yeah. you get, <laughs> where you get everybody's name who went to the event on the back, and then like the yeah. front is Novacore. Or any, would be cool. Yeah. yeah, and maybe you could pre-order it then, and just everybody gets one. That'd mm. be cool. Yeah, mm. and then you put the money in, see your size. Yeah, that'd mm. be cool. And that would also encourage people not to not not to drop out at the last minute because you don't get the hoodie. <laughs> they want that hoodie. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Cool. So, um, all right. Well, we'll we'll get we'll get the we'll get the nasty stuff out of the way first, and then we'll get into good stuff, right? <laughs> so, so what's your so as well, Val? Do you want to do you want to ask the question that you said before? We yeah, basically. Break? Yeah, basically. Uh, Lachlan, I'm sure you're aware there has been an article posted uh, attacking you. Um, no, obviously not attacking you. But basically attacking Combined Army. It's basically uh, the one by Swiss Miss where he analysed the data or and made mention that you know Combined Army coming top uh, four out of the top five or whatever, saying suggesting that maybe they need a brush with the Nerf bat, um, as well as some uh, and as well as the general sentiment around the um, the avatar from the general public. What do you have to say to that? Without yeah, just in general. Um. Well, I think I more or less agree with the Swiss Smiths article, um, like taking down um, tigers in ABA would not be wrong. Um, I don't think it mentioned strongly. One thing I will say is that things look a lot bigger and closer, right? Like, you know, everybody after each tournament, thinks the thing that won the tournament is the most OP thing ever, and that's a very huge thing to do. Um, but I'm not really aware of CA winning or just dominating a lot of big events um, apart from the first N4 Infinity Tournament that in New Zealand. I think Canavidal is one, and mm-hmm. I, this is the only other one that I'm aware of. So mm. I'm just got to put it in a context, right? Things that win tournaments probably are quite strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I more or less agree with a lot that the avatar is very strong and that combined are very strong. I, I agree with um, Nick and Rob Cantrell's tier list, more or less, and as much as it was mm. some meant tongue-in-cheek. But mm-hmm. I also think some of the reaction that I have seen to the avatar is straight after this um, tournament is mm. probably a little bit... Um, hyperbole? Yeah, maybe hyperbole or maybe just like the natural human reaction to reactors that are very close to you, like they are bigger than they are. It's very Um, very transitionary. Yeah, Mm. it's been six months. um, Combined arming is winning every tournament or every second or tournament or five out of the top ten of many tournaments. Then, you know, you're talking about words like broken, right? At the yes. moment, I would agree that the avatar is very strong and mm-hmm. produces swingy games, which can 
um, for some opponents um, be a bit kind of anxiety-inducing or lock them out a bit. And I would not be adverse to um, CB touching CA and or the Avatar and, uh, and or Tigers with mm. Nerf Bat. As to, like, Broken is such a, like, emotional and vague word. What does mm-hmm. it right? I, I, what do you mean by that? Do you mean that it's quite strong or do you mean it mechanically breaks the game? It does not mechanically break the game. No, absolutely and not. In my opinion, there have been things in the past which were more problematic than the Avatar. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm the kind of person, I think, that just says what I think and that gets mm-hmm. quite bluntly at times and that can get me in trouble. And so mm-hmm. I will say when I think something is too strong, whether I'm playing it or not, when I used mm-hmm. to play Riot Girls and I won a lot with them, I said they were too strong. I think the Avatar is, and possibly CA are a little bit too strong, but not to the extent of words like broken, mm. topic, um, talking about if you brought an Avatar to a tournament, you're that guy. You know, I think that is yeah. like a bit much. I think mm. as a community, Infinity is balanced enough that we should not be shaming people for what they bring. Absolutely but we should, not. But we should be willing to have an open conversation about what does feel a little bit, little bit too strong and therefore did get brought by the player who won the tournament because, mm. let's face it, players who win tournaments – they're not just good on the table. They also bring strong lists and do the best mm-hmm. of strong lists. And in a way, everybody at that tournament or, or everybody at a tournament or most people at a tournament, some mm-hmm. people are playing just for fun. Most of those people are bringing the list that they think they have the best chance with. Everybody's yes. doing the same thing. Just yes. because somebody um, chose a list does not make them like – you know, problematic in some way. If you choose, if you painted your avatar and you think that's a strong list and you wrote your list uh, and you brought it and you won, mm-hmm. you're not a bad person, right? You're no, just what everybody else is doing. If in a year avatars win every tournament and nobody can beat them and everybody's just net listing it, mm-hmm. yeah. then maybe you can say, look, is that the right thing to do? Mm. Not funny, right? Yeah, and it's not Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I personally. Oh, sorry, sorry, Lachlan. You just stop for a second there. Is that the planes interfering with your audio again? Yeah. Sorry, it's gone now. I think. I, okay, I was go just ahead. saying. I think personally, the, when the Kamau came out, it was um, problematically strong. Um, and some people didn't like me saying that. And and some people said, and Lockie Carter's about this, he says, you know, it doesn't matter, right? You're playing against what you're playing. Every person in the tournament has the opportunity to bring that thing. If they choose not to, that's up to them. You know, all the people can say now that the Kamau was the most powerful, the Avatar was or whatever, but, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. If they thought that, they should have brought with it yeah and only one person did that um mm. do you know and that, what i mean and, that, and no, that, absolutely and that, yeah yeah i think sorry val you want to you want to say something uh i was just gonna say it's uh and furthermore it's not up to the community 
to shame uh, people into what they bring to balance the game. The responsibility of the community is to play the game and it's for the game designers to balance the game. And they've got enough data and insight to make those decisions if they need be. But I don't think on the base of one tournament um, that exactly. should be done. And furthermore, I don't think the avatar is a problem in reality. I don't think it's a problem. And I think it's also... you, you, you um, Combined army is a really popular army. And the depth of infinity means that you can run so much more than just an avatar in a combined army list. And and we, we, what we don't want to see is... And like, yeah, it's bullshit. The the fact, you know, like whatever wins a, whatever wins a tournament, any major tournament, it's going to be... It's, some people are going to call it as being too much. And because it's an avatar, it's an easy target because it's an avatar. Everyone knows an avatar. It's the it's the, it's to borrow Rob's expression, it's the most mechanically powerful unit in the game. There's yeah. literally nothing that will beat it in that mechanical raw power. Um but even I've been Part going, of the problem though is that it has a lot more than that. It has all the benefits, the command token and the reserve like does it need all that? Probably not. Um, and I think it's very valid, and it's a fine line, right? It's very valid to say, I think this piece is too strong, and this is why I think that. It's a fine line between that and, like, using words like toxic or broken or, like, yeah. these emotive kind of words that, yes. whether you intend it or not, add a shame factor to mm, something. Yes, but, exactly. but, but by extension, you start to shame the whole faction as well, which we don't want people. You don't want people to do. We don't want people to jump on the combined army bandwagon and feel like like they shouldn't do because oh, they win all the tournaments because they're S tier and they win all. You know, they win everything. But that's that's really not the case. It's really is down to the units you choose and the the player you are and the and the missions because you know we haven't talked about the fact that the missions I think did favor as much as Gavin tried to not make them favor tags I think the missions did favor tags yeah mm. i mean there's law of unintended consequences there right i know that when mm -hmm. i heard him say that i was like well got a point to prove now right yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah right, right the biggest baddest tag i can just to show what i think is correct Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And the other thing is people weren't expecting tags, right? Because like, oh, no one's going to bring a tag. So that, that had an added factor as well. Well we, yeah. well, we well we talked about the fact that three of the five missions have exclusion zones, mm. right? So people, therefore, weren't leading heavily into midfield infiltrating skirmishers or, or hackers or um, alpha strike pieces that could start in the midfield. Grr. Because they, cause like, you know, Andromeda and three of the five missions couldn't, necessarily get where she needed to go um uh hackers in the midfield so what you have now is an is a is a tag that starts on the 12 inch line and can basically move out to the 24 inch line without anything coming to get them from yeah. inside zone control because everything uh, those exclusion zones play way into combines favor as well just from the point of view of impersonators because they can yes. go on the other side uh, it's not uh, just the avatar or the or good pieces at the high end or the low end, it's impersonators and hack. Although they have the impersonators, then they don't they have, have the raw gunfire. To they gunfire. don't have the heavy pieces, right? So a lot of the missions played into um, CA's favor, in my opinion. So mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a set where 
that wasn't the case, maybe you would see CA dominating so much. And that's that's the case in none of the tournaments. Um, none of the IGLs have been won by um, Combined Army, I don't think. Uh, I'm not sure if any of all leagues, but the IGLs certainly have very competitive players in them, very yes. good and, and fair and, and, and right players. Some of the, you know, toughest, um, fairest, greatest games I've played of Infinity have been on TTS against um, people mm. on TTS. Yeah. But, you know, SP won one of those. Um, yeah, yeah, still fans. They did, yeah, absolutely. And that's like something else I was thinking about today. I was thinking I was like I was listening to uh Rob's recap of Novacore and and um uh like talking about guided missile lists. And one of the things I thought about I didn't really encounter it at all in my games, which was kinda of surprising because when you have three out of the five missions again that have exclusion zones, what this mm. says to a player is it says, Oh, well, am I going to bother taking spending points on an infiltrating um, camo marker when I can't make use of the infiltration? So then they mm-hmm. go, well, I'm going to save points and not take an infiltrating... Say, let's just say Yu Jing, for example. Mm-hmm. I'll take a Guilang hacker. Oh, I can't mm-hmm. use it because we're playing countermeasures or comm center. I'll just mm-hmm. take a Celestial Guard hacker. Now mm-hmm. that model's on the table, can be targeted, can be shot. Yeah, doesn't have to be discovered. Um, and I think that may have played into some people's list building where they were taking lists that were in the DZ, not necessarily in camel state, not necessarily in a hidden state, where models like a tag, like an avatar, like a corrupted, like a whatever, yeah. can then take draw a bead and just start just start gunning things. Because uh, I was thinking, true. like, why did my... Like, I played Chaz Vassie. Like, why did my list not really suffer that? I mean, it did suffer that against against Rob, but when you've got a MSV Coronted, you can't fucking hide because it's just going to yeah. discover, shoot you. Um, and, and that's where I feel like I didn't have that worry because I was like, well, everything is in camel state except for my Tigers and my two Icadrons. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I faced a lot of armies that were just on the table. Everything was there for me to attack with the yeah. sphinx i didn't have to discover it i just got into an angle i could shoot it kill it and, and then the sphinx is so good at that like fighting an angle climbing on and getting Absolutely. out the side yeah. killing right things is, is what it I, loves i just wonder if that was a because in my five games i don't i really didn't face very many camo markers do you um, want to recap your five games as well? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just. I guess I'm just like, I'm just like thinking like an avatar is only as good if it's got targets to shoot at, yeah, and obviously absolutely. it had targets to shoot at. So I'm just wondering why was why were people giving you targets? And it's because maybe because they weren't in, they were well, either they weren't hidden well enough, the tables were open, or the things weren't in camel state to begin with. Mm, yeah, and like Morats was. I know, and obviously Norkius can just be like, I go where I want to, and I kill one. Yeah. Interestingly, the practice game that I lost against Hannibal is fun. Um, shout out, he's an awesome player. Was um, because Norkius got um, frustrated by a camo marker in the table, discovered it, um, failed, and then mm. I got frustrated, ran the avatar up, and ran it into a predator mm. and got it. Um, it's yeah. interesting that that's that result, and even for my list. The list that I played the most didn't didn't have a midfield camo. It had the mentor, and and that's I didn't mention it before. I only just thought reason exclusion zones, right? And yeah. the the list that was to play supremacy did have that shrouded that could go in a in a zone, but a lot of the missions that was not available to it. 
Yeah, mm. so people people realize that they're they're not getting the use of infiltration and just didn't didn't didn't, uh, take, didn't take it. With it. And, and camo markers are so uh, pivotal in just what Rob Cantrell calls that crumple zone, um, just to yeah. slow down your enemy from getting into the into the chicken coop of your um, deployment and, zone. Right? And you said uh-huh. it was it was it Absolutely. game three or game four? You played an assassin's player who failed three or the four of their Delami because he wanted yeah. to get yeah, them. Rory. He wanted to get them across the board, but he couldn't. Now imagine if you were playing a game where you didn't have exclusion zones and you had four Delami in the midfield, just yeah. being just being shotguns and Panzerfaust for your for your avatar. Yeah, and he definitely or Norgis or Norgis, yeah that at the end of the game too yeah yeah so i think that that i think that has a pretty big effect on people's decision making with lists and and also how the game just just plays out um it's a really yeah. good point that you know a tournament is not just a tournament a tournament is a set of missions that may suit some factions or lists more than others and that might be part of why you see a skewed result and so not to make too much of one tournament that has a skewed result. Yeah. 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 And I, th- I think I think if you face more players that recognised your list hinging on Norkis and gone for him a little bit, I reckon it would have been a bit harder for you. Well, I had a lot of lieutenant roles and people had of Alfred Norkis. I could have been in a difficult position to score. Mm. Definitely. Um, I think me and Kevin were talking about one of the skills that Kevin's really developed is knowing have been able to look at a list, seeing what it hinges on, and then targeting those uh, weak those weaknesses, right? So be it uh, Doctor Worm in a in a countermeasures or highly classified for a faction, or or just you know some pieces that you that you can see that they're holding the list together, right? And mm. going after those, and I think I think that's a skill in itself. Yeah. Um, mm. Do we want to wrap up with some uh, Patreon questions, or do you have some more questions, Val, for Lachlan? No, I'm uh, I'm okay. Um, uh, I don't I don't have anything else. So I think Lachlan's answered uh, my question pretty well. Um, actually, no. Sorry, just the state of the game. Do you think it's in a good state, uh, balance-wise, Lachlan, or what do you reckon? Uh, just uh, t- uh, touching back on the fire team changes like that, I guess. Gen- generally, I think it's good. I just think tags are a bit too strong, and they should, you know, just just touch them a little. Just take tag awareness away from red and pres tags. Some something like that. It just Brings them a little bit back into line. Mm. Apart from that, I think it's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, okay. No, I think we've answered most of the Patreon questions. There was just one from Hoppy, but I think we really, we kind of really covered that one. Uh, he was asking about the difference on the list, even though they're very similar. Um, I think Lachlan answered that because one, it's the less mental load, and two, uh, there's supplies or uh, the exclusion zones uh, determining between the Grife and the Speculo. And oh, plus, it just seemed like a fun meme to bring two avatar lists and be able to <laughs> yeah. play avatar lists. Yeah, we, we did. We did have one question from um, from Kyle. It might we may have answered it, but I'm just going to ask it again anyway, because in case I haven't, we haven't um, answered sure. it specifically. So, um, I mean, yeah, speak to your decision about to play the avatar was the was a T TLDR, but the more rambly version was. Um, basically the prevalence of tags at Novacore and in Australia generally. Um, he says half of the top five brought tags. He says in the US they don't see as many tags, possibly because um, hacking is so strong. 
Um, I think maybe because there's a perception that hacking so strong right now, tags often present a liability, and he wonders if Australian players tend to lean into tags to counter other tags, thus making tags something of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Or is, you know, read, or is reading too much into it? You know what I think, I think is a self-fulfilling prophecy? Lockie Carter. That's who, what I think is a self-fulfilling <laughs> He loves tags so much, and he is so vocal about it. He's really you know, guides to how to use tags and, he, you know, he's always talking about it and he's very vocal and he sort of becomes a representative of the Australian meta to some extent. Mm, so maybe I think international people think the Australian meta is Lockie Carter and, and <laughs> he as, as great a player as he is and he would love that. And I'm sure yeah, uh, he's got a little screenshot of that. Australia. This, this, <laughs> event had a lot of tags i played at a lot of other events that did not have a, yeah. have a lot of tags they probably are a little bit more prevalent for ca it's great because you've got norkis who's a great killer hacker kills all the hackers are a problem for the sphinx or the avatar but the mm -hmm. the idea that we're all playing double jotam all the time and that's all we do is not quite correct well, I think I think it also comes down to the fact that Australia has a high minimum wage, so we can afford to buy these bloody things. <laughs> <laughs> so. Tags are bloody good, though. They are really good. There's do, nah, they're no really do, do, you, do you think that they have a that their liability to hacking? Because I, I I didn't experience super heavy hacking when I was at. Uh, on the weekend, but I mean, I keep hearing how good hacking is, but then I didn't really see it. But it's, mm. I mean, but what's it going to do to attack, right? It can can isolate or immobilize it, which doesn't kill it, right? And it's still useful if it's isolated in reactive I mean, or whatever. I mean, Often, I mean, your 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 privilege is showing your Lachlan. You're you're seeing it can also be possessed unless you're an avatar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I guess it, I guess it can, but then you just get it back with a command. That's another funny thing that happened in the game with Nick. He spent. He tried to repair something for a um, classified, oh. and he spent all but one of his command tokens. And I was like, "You've got to spend it, otherwise it's going to die." And he's like, "No, I need this command token to get my blue wall back." Um, yeah. Which subsequently I just killed it anyway. But you know, um, I, I don't know. I just think yes, hacking can be a problem. But as Lockie Carter again has showed him many things and he taught me by playing his tags many times be careful with them don't run them across into your enemy's deployment zone and try and kill everything with them because yes they'll get hacked or they'll get speed what you do is you kill everything that you can draw a bead on then you withdraw it back into your own deployment zone so it's far away from your enemy and it is hard to hack then or hard to cc yeah they can fire a picture or whatever but it's a lot of effort, and often your tag is disposable anyway. If it's like a Gator or a Sally that's like 74 points or a ratio, like it's not the end of the world if you lose it, and your opponent has to spend a lot of resources to do that. And do you think that's a tags, but it's not a like scissors, paper, rock, insta kill? Do you think that the hacking has maybe become slightly more. Um... Of a, of a weapon against tags since the fire team changes because now a tag a bs14 or bs15 tag only has to contend with bs15 um yeah, yeah. depends on the faction like for, against nomad sure 
of course, they've got repeaters out the wazoo and great um, hackers. But, you know, obviously, if you're playing against them, you're going prior to prioritize killing the hackers, killing the repeaters, and that's how it's a game. It's an interplay of things. Like, hacking is definitely a counter to tags, but it is not mm. an all-encompassing one. Mm. When you in a game that where 80% of the problems are solved by shooting things, big stompy things that are great at shooting are, are very valuable, especially mm. once you took up the value of armor by changing the... The, 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 the way the yeah. crits work, yeah. And, the other thing with the exclusion zones in the event, um, it meant that you ought to, you needed orders to get out of the deployment zone. So bringing that tag awareness order from the tag was was also another I mean, benefit. They do everything now, right? They, it used to be your fire team was fire power, but a tag's better because it can move faster and you don't risk five orders. Now tags are specialists as well when they never used to be. Now they've got the tag awareness. So not only do you get um, wounds and armor, you get mm. extra orders, and you're it's a specialist if you need it, and a specialist to be killed. So they kind of do everything that you need done in the game now, whereas before they didn't. So, but in such a lethal game as Infinity, if you play it wrong, your opponent will almost certainly have something in the list that can take it out pretty quickly, um, or is, they should at least. But I found since I've started playing tags, I've found the playing Infinity is much less. We used to play Nomads and you sneak around with one wound, Trixie models and try and throw smoke and you get one face-to-face -face roll wrong and you think that you just spent six orders and, mm -hmm. you know, 40 points on exactly. dead. But with the Avatar, one roll goes wrong, I take a wound, whatever. I just shoot you again yeah. and then I want to I heal it, right? Like there's, mm. there's a lot of kind of safety and redundancy in that and less yeah. Less decision paths, right? My decision is much easier. If I can shoot something with the avatar, I shoot it with I the do. avatar. <laughs> yeah, same, okay, with, same with the Yotam, same with the Cutter, same with the Sphinx. Like, at the end of the day, it just makes the game easier to play. Mm, interesting, interesting. Well, there you go. There well, you go. well, I think that pretty much wraps up our um, our questions. Um, for you. being a shorter fucking episode. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is there um, any these other games go as well? I'm like, it's two hours fifteen. I'm deploying. I'm like, five minutes to play. We're gonna have this over early. Like <laughs> ten minutes left. We've got two turns left to play. And we're like, what? <laughs> Where did the time go? Exactly. No, uh, <laughs> um, Nick wanted us to mention the BCB player pack is now live. Um, okay. So yeah, basically yeah. So basically, the BCB player pack is live. So get on there, pay your money, and check out the make your list. Yeah. Is there anything you want? To, any final thoughts, uh, Lachlan, for yourself before we sign off? Just uh, maybe you can have a vote whether I should continue to uh, play the Avatar or because I feel a bit. No, shut up. No, no, no. I literally, I said before, I literally logged on to um, sign up to IGL five with my Avatar list because I, like I said, I hadn't quite. Don't feel like I've quite mastered them. Oh yeah. The first thing I saw was was one of my good friends um, describing my um, list as a typical toxic um, combined army list. Right. And that no, made really. Me re made me no. rethink, and I did not no. join the RBL because of it. Because I don't, you know, I don't want to give people a bad game. Is that is that is it more of a uh, is the online community 
or a TTS community more like concentrated in that kind of more polish, I think, is what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I, I think for TTS players in the IGL, uh, you might get a quite slight uh, when you announce Whip 17, um, but they're probably less likely to have a bad reaction to it than somebody in person um, because the people in IGL, you know, they self-select to be very um, competitive, high-skill um, yeah. players. It's, it's, you know, it's a different. Like it. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You can you can maybe speak to it briefly, but like uh, you you just said, you you didn't join up to the latest IGL because of you, they you didn't think the avatar would be welcome. Well, I just don't uh, like. If people are thinking that, if people are thinking that that bringing an avatar is toxic and they don't really want to play against it, then I, I don't really want to play that. Do you I know mean, what I mean? Yeah. If you want to talk about a self-fulfilling prophecy, that's one there right, right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd, you know, I'd quite happily play against my avatar list. If anybody wants to buy it against me, I'm, I'm quite happy to do that. Yeah, let's, um, let's yeah. throw down. Let's 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 um let's everyone like have a go and uh, try and beat Lachlan's list <laughs> one at a time. Just you know, like a really friendly gangbang. Just like just like come on. <laughs> it's like that scene from the one, you know, the one where he's at the top of the pyramid at the end of the movie. Only <laughs> be one. It's just you at the top. Time to move on to something else. I'm sure the next thing I'll, I, I play, people will say is open. Have you got any any thoughts? Are you going to pick up the new Steel Phalanx um, Hackers Lamb box? No, I think I'm going to um, go back to Bakunin because I want to play that Taskmaster plus two Morlocks thing. Yeah, and that's really good. Cool. team changes like the right girls and queens of uh, fire teams again as, as is right and proper. <laughs> so I'd try and make people cry with. Double missile launcher, right goal, this again. Gross. And double, uh, double uber file commanders as well. Triple yeah, uber file, thank you. They're AVS Surely, yeah, surely there's like redundancy where it's like after two, it's too much and starts stops being effective, or maybe no, not. Because they're good in reactive now; they can dodge into close combat. So. Yeah, that's pretty fun. You make me fucking sick. Anyway, on that on that note, <laughs> on that, I'm just gonna sidestep from a single avatar to double missile launcher, triple uberfall. Bye bye. Uh, <laughs> I hope I never, after, hope after I never play you again. Preaching, yeah, after me and Kevin preaching tolerance, now we're ending on the show and be like, nah, fuck that. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, hypocrites all around. We're all hypocrites. Swiss, we're all Swiss hypocrites right. all around. No, um, no, no, no. Don't don't ban the Avatar. Just ban Lachlan. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Make it personal. All right. Well, I think if the if that's if that's everything for tonight, yeah. um, I think we better wrap it up. Uh, thank yep. you so much for coming on the show, Lock, and it was really thank great. Thank you so to... much for having me. I've had a ball. Yeah, it was really great to to hear you talk about your five games and get your insight. It was it's fantastic to have you on the show. So thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Awesome, thank you. All right. Okay. Well, you've been listening to Lost of Lieutenant. My name's Kevin. Uh, I'm Val, and Lock, and this is the part where we stay quiet, but. No, 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 this is where Lachlan can say goodnight as well. Oh, sorry. I'm Lachlan, goodnight. Yay. Oh, yeah, I've got I've got to roll the credits. Hang on. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that part. Yeah, you did, you, you, you got me right. I said that, and I was going to roll the credits, and I forgot. Uh, anyway, we're still, we're still live. Um.
I screwed this up. Oh, it's all right. I'll, I'll delete this bit at the end. It's fine. Yeah, no. I'll leave it's it fine. in. It's funny. Yeah, it actually could be. It's fine. Actually, we should get Lachlan to do the editing. This is what he does for a job, to be fair. He'd be a lot better at us. No. Bye. Bye. He'll like, palm it off to one of the interns. And be like, what's this? Oh, Infinity. <laughs> like, oh, do you play the Avatar? I quit. <laughs>